Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and AR. And I'm so looking forward to, do, to today's show because we have such an amazing lineup and I don't even know how to start with, but I know because we're going to start with the lady. Tatiana is back. Tatiana, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm excited to be back here. Oh my goodness, it has been such a long time. First, yes. I was on vacation, then you were on vacation, then I was on vacation again, and now <laughs> we're here. So looking forward to find out what happened in your life and in general, mm -hmm. your thoughts about everything that's going on right now. Tatiana, yep. great to have you back. Also here with us, of course, Gary, Gary from Immersed Robot. Gary, how are, you, how are you doing tonight? Um just as good as always. Thank you very much for having me once again on the show. Uh, pleased to talk about VR once again and AR. Perhaps and AR. Gary, I know that you're actually actually very excited about AR. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who isn't? <laughs> oh, I think there's quite a lot of people who don't get, um, yeah, are too excited about AR because they have not yet grasped it, but probably we yeah. can tell them a bit more about it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm so happy to have Skiva on the show again. Skiva, the co-host of Between Realities. Skiva, how are you doing tonight? I am fantastic. Thanks for thanks for having me on, man. I, I love the show, and it's so cool to actually be on it. Um, and but how are you doing, Sebastian? <laughs> Skiva. I'm so happy to have you on. Wow, it's going to be a great show today. Um, well, yeah, I'm doing really well as well. Um, I just came uh, back from my Spain vacation, as you can tell. I have a little tan, and yeah, here was my watch, as you can tell. <laughs> I do have this um, yeah tan line here. <laughs> and yeah, I had a fantastic time, but now I'm really, really happy to be back here on the show to be back here with you and to talk about virtual reality and of course also augmented reality. So <clears throat> for all of you who don't know yet about this show, this show is being live streamed every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. London, noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York. And this is not only a live stream on MRTV, this is also an audio podcast. So you can listen to this while you are on your commute, for example. And we are everywhere where you can find podcasts. So for example, on Google, Google Podcasts, Alexa, Spotify, everywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you enjoy this particular podcast, we would be very happy if you would give us a review, if you would review us on iTunes and to do that, you simply get out your iPhone or iPad, open the podcast app, which is already pre-installed, find the Next Dimension podcast and in the best case, you would give us a five-star review and that's really the best way to say thank you. Yeah, you can do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be fantastic. Other than that, today is going to be a really good episode, in my opinion, because we have some very interesting topics. We are going to talk about 
Space Pirate Trainer DX. And I know that Skiva had a very interesting interview yesterday with uh, yeah one of the developers of the game. So Skiva got all the details that you hopefully going to share with us. And um, by the way, for all of you who don't know yet Between Realities, it's Skiva's podcast. Fantastic podcast. I love it. I also was on that podcast and I have the link down in the description of this video. So you absolutely also need to subscribe to Between Realities podcast. So looking forward to find out more about yeah, Space Pirate Trainer, Skiva. You know everything right now, right? All of it. Every detail. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so cool. That's really cool. Um, Gary and Tatiana, did you have the chance to play it? I didn't know, unfortunately. I went to play badminton earlier today with my oh. son, and I thought, why did not I not bring Exa my quest? Oh, my God. That I was a perfect chance for you. I know. It was there. It was oh. right there. And I just forgot. I said to my son when I got there, I said, do you know what I should have bought? And then I went on to explain it. So he was a little bit mad at me as well for forgetting. <laughs> so, but no, I've right. not yet. I, I will try it at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm determined to do that. Right, right. Yeah, I've been following the news, but I have actually just got back in the country about a week ago. So I've been okay, overcoming right. the jet lag and just trying to find my place in my <laughs> house again. So no, not yet. But it is something that um, I'm trying to figure out how to do it because, yeah, this is something that I think anyone has to find a way to try it just to I think so. It. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to talk more about it in a moment. We're also going to talk about Lynx. Lynx is the VR and AR headset, actually, from a French startup. And they have just announced that they're going to have a Kickstarter in the end of September. And the price for this AR and VR device is going to be $499. And this is kind of exciting. Right, Gary? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, there's a lot of details that were disclosed during that live stream as well. And I was exactly I was waiting for it. So yeah, we'll get into that as well. We'll get into that as well. Right. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the Ray-Ban Stories, a new headset. No, headset, I don't know. New sunglasses, which have some smart functions, smart recording and audio functions. So I'm not sure if you can call it a smart glasses. Probably not. But definitely interesting Right, Tatiana, I saw it on your Twitter. You have already ordered it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, you obviously I'm following. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to, but then I couldn't because I'm in Germany and they're not sending it to Germany. Yep. So you have to review it. We'll do that. <laughs> I will do it and I'll report on it <laughs> exactly. in the Next Dimension podcast. Perfect. Well, I'm so looking forward to it. And you know already when you're going to get it. You're going to get it before the next, uh, before the next uh, episode of the Next Dimension podcast, right? Um, actually, yes, Perfect. but, uh, you're going to rush me to review it in one day. I mean, obviously I will, I will take a look at it cause I'll be too impatient. I'm probably going to be just sitting in the porch right. drinking coffee, waiting for the mailman to get it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we'll see. Okay. We'll see. So probably you can give us your first impressions next week. Oh, that would be so cool by the way. Anyways, we're going to talk about the specs and what we think of it in this episode of the Next Dimension podcast. And then there's also one more little topic, and it's The Matrix Part 4. Oh, my goodness. I'm personally looking forward to that so much. I'm such a big fan of The Matrix, and we're going to find out about, yeah, what you think about it as well. All right. 
All right, before we go to the topics, as always, we're going to talk about our weeks and what we have actually been doing. And yeah, let's start with Gary. What did you what did you do, Gary? Did you do anything about VR? Yeah, so this this past week we had the World Update 6 drop for Microsoft Flight Simulator. So I wanted to try this. Um And I went in. I was, I was, <laughs> I, I tried it on the day it came out, and I was going to make just a, you know, a, a quick video about it. But I ran into technical difficulties, <laughs> and, and I didn't manage to, to do it in the end. I, just, I recorded a video twice, and then I sort of managed to salvage something out of that. And then I had rendering glitches and stuff like this, and it was just a constant process of frustration, honestly. So I gave up on that. Um, but the Basically, I mean, this probably interests you, Sebastian, because part of World Update Six is that they have included Germany. They've, there's a yeah. lot of points of interest which have been handcrafted right. in Germany, and I've been flying around your home country, Sebastian. So, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah cool. that's what how, do, how do you like it? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> I will say that one of the one of the highlights, however, was in Switzerland. They're, they've got okay. some incredible scenery there as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, I love going in whenever they have these new world updates and we get all of these new handcrafted locations so that you cool. can fly over. It's absolutely Beautiful. fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And it's just, I think there are questions of bugs and things like that that people have been bringing up. But I'm very much like casual. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. not like a. I'm not like Steve. I'm not VR flight sim guy. I, I don't. I don't dive into it as much as he does. Um, he'll probably be able to talk about the bugs and things like that. For me, I'm just really enjoying it. Enjoying it, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we're on the same page here. Just enjoying it, seeing how beautiful it is. Yeah, absolutely. So that's been most of my week, really. I've been going into that a, a little bit, playing some more No Man's Sky, some more of that update that dropped a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then, of course, I was looking forward to these two announcements on Thursday, which we'll get into on the show. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I need to ask you again about that Germany update. <laughs> yeah. Um, where did you fly over? Did you Do they have Neuschwanstein, the beautiful castle, the Disney castle, the or...? There's there's a lot of castles. I, okay, I went yeah. over. We I flew castles. over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it Schwerin Schwerin Castle? Um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Schwerin, and then yeah. there was the uh, Landwasser Viaduct as well. That's a very mm. nice. Oh no, that's sorry. That's in Switzerland. That's the one I was thinking of in Switzerland. Sorry, mm. um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of castles in Germany. Okay. That is one yeah, thing I have. didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it's so beautiful that you can actually do that in VR. Right, it's really feel like you're flying over the country. It's Beautiful. incredible. Nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So this is really a game that we can absolutely recommend to everyone who's in VR, right? Microsoft Flight Simulator is fantastic. Really yeah. good. Yeah. And you don't need to, again, just to reiterate what has probably already been said many times, you don't need to be a hardcore Flight Sim fan. I wasn't. You're right. Um, Me neither. You can get in, get in the air really, really easily. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Gary, who should be next? Uh, let's go over to Tatiana. You've been away for a while, oh, so let's oh, uh, yeah. have a nice catch-up. What did you do I, oh, in the last, I don't know, like eight weeks or longer? I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> What have I been doing for those eight weeks? Good question. I'm trying to recall <laughs> because there was a lot. And most of the time I was away traveling, seeing my family. It's been amazing because I haven't been able to see them for over two years, which probably... Many of you haven't, um, you know, because of what's happening in the world. So having a chance to finally see them again, living on the other side of the of the world, 
has been great. And uh, I went to Ukraine and I went to Greece. And that was the longest vacation I've had in a very, very long time. One of the things that happened, well, or not happened, I haven't had a lot of access to VR there. Just, I just didn't feel like it would be right to be in virtual reality while I need to be enjoying my reality with the, my loved ones. But I did try VR on a plane. <laughs> so VR headsets on a plane. Yeah. The new movie that. by Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't a VR flight sim guy. I was like a VR flight gal because I was actually using VR on the real plane. And I just thought that it would be fun and interesting to see how that would work. And I've uh, found out some pretty cool things that I even made a video about that because uh, I was curious to see how the tracking would work, whether I would even be able to do anything or if the apps would be blocked. So um, I watched some Netflix on a plane because I found a way to watch movies there offline. Oh, yeah. And that was probably the biggest upgrade you can make to your flying experience while while flying on the um like just the cheapest seats you can get <laughs> but you still have your own personal movie theater in vr for nine hours that's incredible so oh, yeah, yeah right. uh, <laughs> that was an interesting kind of experiment that i did great um yeah so that's that and then when i got back i guess the biggest news is that i started a new job I've accepted the position of a community manager at SideQuest. Congratulations. That is so amazing. How did that happen? Thank you. Thank you. Well, this has it was a little bit surreal because I I adore this company and I, you know, always thought of them highly as the uh, really great supporters to do VR developers who are making VR so much more accessible to you to, to users, to developers. And uh they actually, um, well, <laughs> um, my channel definitely helped with that. So the Disco VR channel that I've been working for a year, and actually I am celebrating the channel's, channel's one year anniversary. Congratulations, double congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So um, I'm going to have a little live stream tomorrow to just sort of celebrate it a little bit with whoever wants to join. But yes, I would say that this position came to me directly as a result of the work that I put to Disco VR and how I presented it. And working as a community manager for SideQuest is absolutely dream come true. Wow. This is so amazing. This is really great. And you've been working so hard on your channel, Disco, Disco VR. And actually, that's also how, how I found you <laughs> right? for, for, yes. for this podcast, right? I thought like, wow, this is fantastic. This is such a high production value. And your content is so good and really helpful to lots of people. And yeah, you're so sympathetic. And wow, everything is just a whole package. And yeah, I was just just so glad that I found you and asked you, would you like to join this this podcast? And you said yes. And I'm sure this is exactly how the people at um, SideQuest felt when they saw your content. Well, you're very kind for saying that. I'm really, I'm really glad that. <laughs> I mean, that I mean it. I mean thought. it. <laughs> yeah, because I do try to increase the the quality as much as I can with the resources that I have. Because yeah. the Disco VR, I 
love it with my whole heart, but it's still a very much of a part-time thing for me. At least it was until recently. And uh, I'm for those of you who might not know, I'm also a doctoral student. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so there's just <laughs> the whole lot, package here. <laughs> there's a lot happening, you know. But this is just so exciting because you find something that you that makes you, um, I don't know, motivated. It, it excites you, and you go for it, even if it's not something that you can see the benefit for short term. Like I just started Disco VR because I was excited about the technology. I wanted to explore it. I wanted to share what I find about it. And it just turned into such beautiful things in my life that I couldn't even imagine would happen a year ago. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just go for whatever you love and then opportunities will find you if you're passionate about this, then it means you're good at it. And um, yeah, it will pay off. So I don't know. It's, it's been kind of wild, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so cool. So, um, what exactly is the job of a community manager? So, you are now in charge of the social um, media channels of um, SideQuest, or yeah. So, it's everything that has to do with the communications with the users and the developers, and in the future collaborations with content creators as oh, well. Perfect. Perfect. Definitely social media channels as a surprise. That's not so much of a surprise anymore, but very soon we'll be launching the official SideQuest YouTube channel and oh, that really? I'm going to be running. Oh, and wow. there's going to be a You're going to be busy. Of... Yeah, very busy. It <laughs> you will like. be busy. <laughs> well, it's a company <laughs> channel, right? So it's going to be very content heavy. Um, uh, we are going to also host some live streams and panels. So there's just going to be a lot more engagement with the community now that there's you know a person who does just that. So we're, we will try to build some new new connections um, with users, with developers, with content creators. We're just going to put ourselves out there a little bit more to expand the brand. Wow. Thing is with with SideQuest as well, it's already sort of integral. It's an integral part of sort of the Quest community anyway. Um, and as time goes on and Quest becomes more popular, you're going to get more and more developers making games and pushing them over to SideQuest. It's going to blow up. I mean, this is still the very early stages of SideQuest in many ways. Even though it feels mm -hmm. like it's been here forever, it's still you know it's still early sort of nascent days. And uh, mm -hmm. the amount of content that 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 platform is going to be getting is going to be unbelievable. And uh, yeah. So you you got your work cut out, but I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this SideQuest YouTube channel, definitely. And the team is growing too. They're actually still hiring. And um, yeah, so you can check out their their positions on their website because the team is is growing. They are, they are hiring a lot of professionals there right now. There is definitely, yeah, some, some really exciting things are going to happen very soon. I liked them before. But now I kind of love them. <laughs> they they did a good job at hiring you, really. That was so smart. And I can't well, wait I, what's what's up for them um, next. Like what what other um, headsets are they going to support? I mean, we talked about links and we're going to talk about links today as well, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. So this is going to be yeah. very interesting. Right. So lots of things happened for you. Wow, exciting. Who's next? Is it going to be Skiva? Or is it going to be me? I have never been with Skiva on the show. So Perfect. I would Let's like to know how his week has gone or a month. Yeah, right. 
What's up, guys? Um, first <laughs> so good all, to have you, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super <laughs> stoked to be here. I love this show. I'm a fan of thanks, every man. person on this show. So it's so it's it's just wild to be hanging out here with you guys. That's great, um, man. That's Tatiana, good. congratulations to you. I'm I'm so excited always to see people with such passion and knowledge about this industry uh, kind of break into it. And I think that's great. I think you're going to be awesome at that job. So congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as what I've been doing, I've just been playing a lot of VR. Um, we've had um, uh, Between Realities came back from a season break, and uh, we've done three shows in, in about a week's time, uh, which has been great. We've had we've had so much fun um, uh, re-engaging with our audience again, and and just talking about VR and um, and and all that stuff. It's been it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I've been playing lots of virtual reality. I've been playing a lot of space pirate stuff, right? Me and Alex went out and we got a, um, a basketball court and we rented one down the street. It's like 11 bucks for an hour or something, right? And we went out and we uh, kind of ran around and, and shot each other. And, and oh my God, that game is, is better than I, than I thought it was going to be. But I know we're talking about that later. So, yeah, right. so um, very, very exciting. It was, it was super fun. Um, I've been playing, you know, actually, um, uh, Daniel, um, um, German Rifter introduced me to a game, uh, American Truck Simulator. And I was like, hmm, yeah. I don't think I'm going to like that, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but I went in and then like I came out like three hours later and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've never been so immersed. <laughs> That's so funny, man. So, oh, okay. You know, I only know the game Euro, Euro Truck Simulator. Uh -huh. So it's the same thing, but with American streets, basically, right? Right. From right, the same exactly. company. Okay, okay, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I went and I did some truck routes in Phoenix where I where I live and like driving down the same freeways and stuff. And like like I have I have a wheel, you know, with all the force feedback and all that. And I was just like I was just so blown away. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe like I forgot a few times that I wasn't driving down the freeways in Phoenix. I've, you know, I've, it was wild. I've played so. that game as well. I've played American Truck Simulator and um how did you do? Because it's sort of a condensed version, isn't it? Like a condensed yeah. version of all these cities and these journeys and stuff. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, it is really immersive. Um, how did you do with the with the parking, backing it up to the loading bay and things like that? I I tried. So so when you when you for who, those who haven't played this, when you get to your delivery spot, right? You get asked if you want to do like, like for experience points, you can kind of back it into a docking bay or you can, um, you can just kind of pull it over on the side of a building or you can just say, forget it, I'm, I'm done, right? But I tried so many times to back that trailer into the spot and I haven't been able to do it. Not no. once, man. So much respect to the people who drive those big, big rigs. With, with all the the trailers on the back it, it's just wild it's so difficult um to pull it off it's yeah same here same here <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm terrible at the parking part <laughs> it feels so immersive right to sit in that truck to sit so much higher than you would normally do right as compared to your normal car right that's what yeah. fascinated me when i tried it for the first time like wow feels cool it was amazing. Like I, right? the sense right, yeah. of presence was unreal. The shadows exactly, yeah. going by and hitting the dashboard and like driving by the actual police that I drive by in real life, <laughs> like the Phoenix PD, you know, and like, and like all going slow and careful <laughs> and like, you know, trying not to like hit people switching lanes and like with this massive trailer on the back, it, it, it was just really, really cool. And, you know, the haptics and the wheel play a big part of the immersion of the game. Um, right. and it was just, it was incredible because, because these are the freeways I'm, I'm frequenting every day, 
pretty much or it used to be every day before lockdown right but like it was just weird man it was very strange um mm. it was like super immersive and i really enjoyed it and, and that game was just on sale for five bucks so perfect perfect mm -hmm. price really nice yeah and skiva you are also working in our favorite vr industry you got a new I job can. tell us more about it man i'm excited about it Oh, me too, dude. I'm so happy to be working for these guys. So I accepted a position with Vertigo Games and Springboard VR. Wow, so cool. Yeah, and it's it's been absolutely fantastic. The people there are great. Their products are amazing. Uh, I get to work with VR arcades all over the world. So I'm, I'm constantly in touch with people all over the globe, um, helping them solve different problems, helping them set up different VR hardware and different games and working, you know, working with uh, arcade owners and and game developers. And and it's been it's been super awesome. And, you know, I, I feel so fortunate um, to be a part of this because I really VR is is is, an, is my obsession. It's all I think about. It's all I want to do. You know, it's it's almost like a you know a VR sickness in a different way than people might might normally associate it, right? Because it's, it's it's all I want to do. I'm obsessed. But anyway, I, I'm really really enjoying the job and uh, and everyone there. So oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. For people who don't know Vertigo, what kind of games have they been making and what are they doing? Probably not everybody yeah, sure. knows. I mean, so, we obviously know, but <laughs> probably not yeah. everybody knows. So, so they uh, they were the um, the developers of Arizona Sunshine, oh, which is yes. one of you know, super super popular game. It's it's been number one in arcades since its release. Um, you know, it's on Quest, it's on Steam, it's on PlayStation VR. Uh, but you know, they also have a lot of other uh, uh, great games. That one that's coming out that everyone's excited for, which is um, After the Fall. Right, which is kind of a post-apocalyptic multiplayer uh, freaky game, you know, which um, I'm, ex I'm super stoked for. When know, is it coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea. Uh, okay, but, you know, okay. Probably, probably be sometime um, in the next, you know, who knows, soon. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. The sometime, sometime it's going to come out. Yes. But congratulations. <laughs> but Thanks so much. Still wanted I, to say congratulations, Kiva. This is amazing news, thanks. and I'm sure you'll do a fantastic job in thanks this so position. Thanks so much. Obviously. Yeah. Thanks. Vertigo Games, they, they were sort of one of the first ones as well. I remember Arizona Sunshine in 2016 when that came out. That was sort of the first big title really in in that year that came out for pc vr and it mm -hmm. blew a lot of things out the water by the way it was vr roundtables game of the year in 2016 for anybody who wants to remember wow that, so. um, remember. but yeah it really was a fantastic game and it still is a great game of course it's competing more with other more established stuff that's come over the years but at that time it was so, almost sort of the, the the standout vr game and i'm hoping the same thing for after the fall i can't wait to play after the fall too I think I think it's going to be these guys have a great track record of, of, of releasing good stuff. You know, they put out uh, Fisherman's Tale, which was fantastic. Yeah, loved and, it too. And some other titles, but Arizona loved Sunshine, you, you go into that on the PC even these days, and you crank the graphics, and it runs it so beautiful. good, and it's so yeah. realistic, and it's in Arizona, right? Yeah, I mean, you are in Arizona, Arizona too. So so it's very immersive. It's like going outside and shooting zombies <laughs> for me, you know? And then you can get in a oh. truck and drive around as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. 
but no, it's, it's been great, man. They they have a lot of good stuff going on, and and you know they own Springboard VR, which which uh, for those that don't know, Springboard is um, is a platform kind of like Steam, but for arcades, right? It's where all the arcades are able to get all of their content. Uh, you know, they take care of all the billing and you know stuff to the developers because you get to pay developers per minute in an arcade, right? So they they kind of handle all that stuff and all the licensing and and the distribution of the games and and so I'm working with all of the latest and greatest amazing titles as well, um, and uh, yeah, it's just just fantastic. I'm super stoked to be there. Perfect. It's so great to see that more and more people that we know and like here from our community are getting actually getting to work in this industry, in our industry. It's amazing. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm just so happy to hear that from you, Skiva, and from you, Tatiana, that you're working in our favorite industries. And yeah, we're, we're just going to stick around and yeah, live our dreams working in that amazing industry. Fantastic. Gary, now it's you. <laughs> To get into a VR job, uh, yeah, I, I, I like a, a nice hobby, and this is my hobby. So yeah, that's, that's, that, that's perfect as well. That's great as well. Alrighty, yeah. So I think um, you're you finished with your week, Skiva? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah? so. Uh, we'll get into some of the you know like space pirate stuff. Right, right. What you did exactly? Yeah, exactly. yeah. It was it was a great week. Um, yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let you. you But about yeah. you, Sebastian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was surfing and I was lying in the sun and I was having lots of amazing food and drinks. I was on this kind of all-inclusive holidays in Spain that we Germans love to do. So, yeah, I had a fantastic time with my family. We needed some time off. We all just, we all got our second uh, vaccination like more than three weeks ago. So it was just about time to leave Germany because we have been stuck in our home for the last one and a half years, just like all of you, right? And then we, we simply needed to get out and that's exactly what we did. So we went to Fuerteventura, which is a Spanish island off the African coast. Amazing weather, amazing, um, amazing beach, amazing everything. And oh, it was just so good. And I was thinking, before I went there, should I bring my Oculus Quest 2 and probably put it on sometimes and check it out and check out the latest stuff and probably make some content or what? And I thought, no, <laughs> absolutely no. I mean, I'm always in virtual reality. I'm always checking out everything. But I thought, you know what? I need to spend some time, some quality, quality time with my family. And that's exactly what I did. I did absolutely nothing <laughs> about virtual reality. I was so in reality, it was incredible, really, like um, going into the ocean every single day and sunbathing and, yeah, surfing. And, yeah, I simply had an amazing time with my family, quality time, and I so enjoyed it. Also, uh, as I mentioned on the show here before, I'm currently... Um, trying to acquire my fourth language, Spanish. And it was fantastic to really use it for the first time. So, hola a todos. Me llamo Sebastián. 
y um, soy el alemán y aprendo español por diversión. <laughs> there was just uh, some Spanish. <laughs> so I was I was able to to use it there for the first time the Spanish that I'm uh, right now studying and yeah it was it was fantastic. Yep, so no VR at all, but now I'm really, really happy also to be back. So <laughs> 10 days of complete relaxation were great, but I, I feel it now. I feel like, yeah, the the drive again to mm -hmm. put out some amazing content. And I'm here with you now, and that's exactly <laughs> what we're going to do now. So, so you got your VR detox, basically. Oh, yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I got I got totally detoxed. And actually, now I'm super excited now. I'm super excited now to get back into VR with you and to talk about all the topics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel the same because it's been way longer for me, even though I did take my quest and I did put just a few videos, but most of the videos that were posting while I was away were scheduled. So me I put too. a lot same of work beforehand. <laughs> same I, did, I maybe made two what, in a month and a half, but yeah, definitely ready to get back to work. Right, right. Same like me. So I also did um, make videos before I went there. So yeah, there were still like uh, three or four videos from me. <laughs> but now I'm back live. And just as you, Tatiana, we are back. <laughs> and we're ready I got to too excited here. So. <laughs> you got too excited. And right, let's, let's start. Let's start with a small topic here. Let's start with the Matrix. Four. So Matrix, obviously one of uh, one of the movies talking about virtual reality, right? Uh, I think everyone has watched the movies. I loved the first movie. Second and third, like completely disappointed me, but like most of <laughs> people disappointed. And now the fourth movie is out. It's going to be out soon. And there's the trailer has been out. So I, I just want to ask into this round. Are you excited about uh, Matrix 4? Did you watch the trailer? And what did you think about it? Uh, let, let's start with uh, Tatiana. Yes, yes, yes. Everything <laughs> <laughs> to everything you just said. I watched the trailer. I'm super excited. It gave me like goosebumps when I was watching Same it. Um, it was really confusing, but it's kind of funny how confusing things can really excite you, even though you don't understand what's going to happen. Is it right. going to be a prequel? Is it going to be a sequel? Is it going to jump in time back and forth? But all I could see is that John Wick reincarnation into Neo. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird yeah, yeah, to see right. him now as a Neo again. His long hair is right. just so iconic now that to see you know, the John Wick image as Neo is something gets like cognitive dissonance in my head. So, yeah, um, that's just a, something that, you know, I've noticed. But yeah, super excited about that. Looking forward to the Christmas gift. Oh, yes. It's going to launch on the 22nd of December. And definitely that is also my Christmas gift. How about you, Skiva? Is that a movie that can excite you or that excited you when it first came out? Yeah. Dude, I love The Matrix. I I really do. That that movie was like a religious experience to me. <laughs> Same here, man. Exactly like yeah. that. Exactly like that. I remember like that. when that when that movie was coming out and like all the hype around that movie was what is The Matrix? Like I don't know if you remember the ad campaigns. Exactly. But, but mm -hmm. at that point in time, 
um, you know, Nick Bostrom's um, simulation theory or paper hadn't been hadn't come out yet. There were very few things that actually seriously considered simulation theory to be a thing. That it was such a it was such a new concept. Um, you know, there were books and there were a few things beforehand that explored this topic, like Philip K. Dick always did. But but this was the first mainstream, high budget, really amazing thing that that showed us that that it's very possible that you know that that it that's one of the things that could be going on with life right that we could be in some kind of a computer simulation um so it was really really cool the actors were great the special effects were amazing unbelievable um, you know, for that time yeah oh it was just <laughs> unreal we had never seen anything like that before in movies right where like like the action paused still and it kind of the camera went around them and it was just so cool man and I, i'm very excited for this new iteration now just like you guys i was I was, you know, kind of disappointed in the Matrix two and three, but I didn't see how they could possibly surpass right. the hype of the original movie because most of the hype was what is the Matrix to begin with, right? <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I thought it was also really interesting, like Tatiana was saying that um, that that Neo is very much John Wick now, <laughs> and you know, I, I think okay. I think that's probably because John Wick four is being filmed or was being filmed like right at the same time i think is what happened but okay. uh I, you know i like that look on keanu i think it's awesome it's also very cyberpunk you know when he when he debuted in that game uh but i'm stoked man i'm gonna be there watching this movie the second it releases um you know i'm not expecting it to be as good as the first one i don't know that you can really improve on perfection but um you know i really do want to know <laughs> I love where morpheus because it looks mm -hmm. like they recast them and uh i don't know i've right. read some weird things and you know the actor said he wasn't invited and i'm curious because i don't know morpheus is, is such an iconic character to me um and i think to a lot of people so it'll be interesting to see what the reason is story-wise why this happened or if it's all a sham and he's going to be in there anyway so we'll see We'll see. You, you think he would be there and they wouldn't even include him in the trailer to keep the suspense? Do you think that's like all the game? So. I would love that. Could be. Yeah, Who that, would be that would be such a surprise, though. Mm -hmm. Especially if it was like a fake interview where he said, yeah, I wasn't invited. Yeah. And then he's That'd in it. Wouldn't, uh -huh. wouldn't that be something? That, that would, would be, be amazing. amazing. Yeah. Gary, what is what are your thoughts about The Matrix? And did you enjoy it when it first came out, 1999. 1999. Yes. Oh I know, it's unbelievable. Is that a real year? <laughs> that is a real year. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it when I first saw it. Honestly, it's grown on me more and more it, to, to the point now where it is one of my favorite movies ever. And it's not even, uh, you see all of this stuff when it first came out, I thought it was a, a fantastic film when I first saw it based on like the, the stunts and the, the camera angles and all of this new special effects they were using. But, to me, it's not even about the, the and we, we spoke about this before, so I'm going to be repeating myself a little bit from our discussion before the show. We couldn't resist talking about this. Um, but the part of it is it's not even about like this simulation side of it, which I think is great. I love that. And that would have won me over to make, make it a fantastic film anyway to me. But it's this other side, which this hook that keeps you involved in this film all the way through this first film is, is he or isn't he the one? And the build-up to that and the payoff at the end of that film can't be replicated. And that's why, to me, the, the, second, the second and third films just fell really flat 
honestly. I thought they did some mm. interesting things in there, but part of me can't even remember them because I've only seen them a couple of times and probably not for about 15 years now or something. I don't know. Last time I saw them, so I can't remember a lot about them. All I know is that that first movie is a standalone film on its own is still remains one of my favourite movies to this day. And I'm, I'm sort of with Steve. I don't, I don't see how The Matrix 4 can really top that because we've had that payoff now, as I said, and I don't think it can have invoked those feelings again, unfortunately. The, tra- uh, the trailer itself, it looks... It looks interesting, and they're doing very many of the same things that they did in that first film. In fact, in some respects, it almost looks like a reboot in some sections, where mm-hmm. they're retreading over the old, uh, the, the whole thing of that original movie again in, so, in some aspects. Yet it's confusing because Neo's obviously older now, Trinity doesn't seem to know him, and all of these different things. So we've got to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't completely blown away by that trailer, but I, of course I'm going to watch it, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah, I must say I'm a huge fan of not only The Matrix, but Keanu Reeves as well. So, yeah, whatever movie Keanu Reeves is in, I simply <laughs> love it. I must admit, it. even though even the B movies, when the movies are absolutely trash, but he's there, like me and my wife, <laughs> totally enjoy it just to That's see this guy. That's borderline obsession. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is a kind of, it's, it's kind of obsession. Did you I, see I the newest have. Bill and Ted movie? Because <laughs> yeah, Mm, yeah. That one kind of fell pretty flat. That right, pretty right. Bad. Although yeah. I do have a few actors like that. Like as yeah. long as that person is yeah. in the movie. For me, um, it's yeah. okay. For me, it's like okay, this is going to be great. But I must say, yeah, for the Matrix two and three, when I went into the movie theater, yeah, I was I was so disappointed because well, my expectations were so high. And I can re- remember I was like the biggest Matrix fans. I went into the movie with shades, like trying to look a bit like Neo myself. <laughs> <And then laughs> <laughs> I, I was so disappointed, but anyway. So for for that for the fourth part, I I think they they want to make up for the, the second and third part. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they are going to be better than the second and and third part, and it's just going to be so great to see yeah, Trinity and Neo back in a movie. And agreed, I, it seems like that Neo is in that probably the matrix we don't know if he's really in the matrix or what and he doesn't he he doesn't seem to know that he's in the matrix and he's looking into the mirror and he's not exactly sure what's happening and that's going to be so interesting also i'm sure that you are aware of the fact that for the movies whenever it it had this green tint they were in the matrix and whenever it was kind of bluish they were in the real life right and for this for 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 this trailer, both green and blues blue. are kind of un, uh, right are united, and right also bluish. And you're not sure what is happening right now. Is it now the matrix or is it the reality? And also for um, for the whole um, matrix, um, the the picture the the picture of the matrix or that logo, it is green and blue together. If you look at it, it looks beautiful, actually. And yeah, so probably there's going to be some mixes between Matrix and reality, and we don't know what's going to happen. So, wow, I am so excited, and I'm so thrilled, and definitely 22nd of December, I'll be in that movie theater. But unfortunately, it seems it's going to be dubbed in German language. (laughs) Here oh. in Germany, yeah. So probably, I'm not sure if I if they will show the original version, but I I've, obviously I want to watch the original version, mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. the top German version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So Maybe yeah, here. You should- 
maybe you should go to like England or to oh yeah the exactly US. yeah oh uh, that's what I, I could absolutely do that actually yeah I could fly to London that's a good idea yeah we'll Probably meet up we'll meet up Sebastian let's oh, do that that would be a great oh you're gonna have like a good idea movie exactly. day <laughs> well, yeah we'll go and watch yeah we'll go and see wow. the Matrix Four perfect that would be so that's such a good idea uh, from Ooh. from Leicester to London how long does it do you need to uh, it's about two hours. About oh, two okay. hours, I can get okay. down there. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, let's let's think. I'll probably need to know in advance. Yeah, yeah, we need to know in advance. Absolutely. I regret that I gave this idea now because I feel left out. <laughs> well, Tatiana, we'll meet up yeah. in that green. We'll watch yeah. it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it? What's in the middle between Arizona and Texas? Um, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Desert. That sounds. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. There, there must be some mm. movie theater somewhere. Yeah, big screen. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, that would be that would be nice. They should actually also yeah. like they should absolutely like stream it in in, in big screen virtual reality, right? Yeah, sweet. I think that would be stupid if they don't. Honestly, yeah, exactly. like this is the perfect place and environment to watch it. I'm, I, yep, I'm going to look into that. I think <laughs> well, if it comes out, if it comes out on one of the streaming services as well as in theaters, then then you can stream your PC through big oh, screen. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. Totally right. Have a but would they people. do it? Would, would they do it, or would they just bring it like to the to the movies first? I believe. It's a good question. Not? I think it depends on like what the numbers are looking like. Right. Exactly. Right, that right. stuff because December's still a little ways away, you know. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, probably until then it's going to be better. Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Roar, make repellent. British English dub version. Jolly good, Neo, my chap. <laughs> That's exactly what we say over here. Yeah, exactly. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose they're not going to dub the, the American English version in the in the UK. Yeah, but in, in Germany, actually, all the movies are being dubbed into into German language. That's pretty interesting. Okay, okay. So that's the Matrix Four. Do let us know in the chat if you're going to watch it. Yeah, probably you will, right? <laughs> and also, do let us know in the comment section if you're thrilled about Part Four, um, or if you're excited about Part Four. <laughs> right. Okay. So now let's go to our first VR topic here. And that is the following. It is VR Learn to Sprint with Space Pirate Trainer. So for all of you who have not yet heard about Space Pirate Trainer, it got a free update, completely free update. And with that free update, actually what you can do, you can set up a 10 by 10 meters space and actually you can have some location-based virtual reality for yourself. You don't even need to go to an arcade you can you simply go there um you go there alone or you go there with a friend and you play some um, location-based space pirate trainer as in you move with your body with your actual body with your feet and i can just say i am so excited to try it out so i'm back now here in germany i'm going to try it out tomorrow with a friend and we actually, yeah, we rented a big space, like a sports hall, like a badminton hall or whatever, or a basketball place, and then we're going to play it there for the first time, and I can't wait to try it out. So, um, what are your feelings about Space Pirate Trainer DX, the new version? Uh, Tatiana, what are your thoughts about it? Well, I've unfortunately, I haven't tried to yet, but I have tried a location-based VR before, 
when yeah. I was uh, yeah invited to Zero Latency in Houston. They had a huge oh, uh, place there for when you can run around pretty much like like that. You have this huge space where you can run around with up to eight friends um, playing some cool VR shooters. And I tried Far Cry. And it was really a huge difference. I've never tried a location-based VR before. And uh, it's... I think it's a fantastic idea because you don't get any cyber sickness with that. You don't get, right, you don't need right. to get used to the, you know, moving with your thumbsticks. So you're actually there. It adds so much to the immersiveness and uh, playing with friends is always so much fun, especially when they're right there. Um, with the space pirate arena, you won't need to have this backpack. Well, if you go to, other places like zero latency, you would need to have like a computer carrying it with you all the time as a backpack. It's it's not too bad, but uh, I would always prefer not to have it, <laughs> right? So when right, it comes right. to the, the like tiny quest that is, is the only thing that you need. So I imagine that be super, but at the same time, it's like you said, you have to rent space. So mm -hmm. I don't know how much that can cost, I, don't, I haven't looked into it. I don't know how expensive or how cheap that is, but it is something that's on the users to figure out how to do it. And I know that not everybody's happy about it because it seems like it's targeting a completely different groups of users who liked Pirate uh, Train, Space Pirate Trainer in the first place. And I've um, I've been reading some pretty hateful comments about it because oh that's so yeah we're going to talk about this as well yeah we, we will <laughs> oh my god I might oh my not god. get into that but yeah. <laughs> yes we will talk we about will. it but <laughs> uh, okay so to shorten my answer i would love to try it but because of this constraint i guess i don't know if this will be to go game if many people will be able to afford it as a to go game that they go and play every day or every week this is just yeah people will need to figure out how it even works for them i haven't yet but I need to. Right, right. And um, yeah, well, right, you have to find your playing space and um, probably you can also find something for free, like, I don't know, some some public place or I don't know, some, some schoolyard or whatever. I, th I think it must be, it, it should be possible. Like, uh, like we're going to rent this, um, this space from a school, it's going to cost us like 15 euro per hour, which I think is reasonable for being able to play one hour. If you go to an arcade, if you want to play this kind of game, it's like probably for 10 minutes, you play like, pay like 50 euros or US dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And you can play that. Oh my God, I think, I think it's reasonable. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, Gary, wh wh what, are, what are your thoughts about, about um, Space Bar Trainer? And um, yeah, well, similar to Tetiano, actually, um, I was I played in zero latency. There's a zero latency place not far from from where I live, um, and my wife bought me that a, a while ago. It was during the first lockdown, actually, and we couldn't go. It had to be postponed. But when I actually got there, that's the only really sort of location based thing VR thing that I've done. And like Tetiana said, this um, this thing where you have to wear this. PC on your back, you've got all of this extra equipment, you've got these headphones that are separate from the headset. Part of me while mm -hmm. I was playing it was just thinking, I wish they'd just transition over to, to a Quest because a lot of what I saw in there 
didn't really need all of that processing power. So it blew mm. my mind that they were still using something like that, honestly. But it was a great experience, nevertheless. Um, I really had a great time. And, and just moving around in that real way is, uh, it's like the original going back to room scale. Um, when we first got our vibes back in 2016 or whatever, you know, you had this room scale concept and everybody was focused around this initially. In fact, they were so focused that Oculus had to change their original direction with the Rift in order to make it room scale because everybody was talking about room scale back then. And of course, that's on a smaller scale to this. But there's something about being in and using the space that you're in and walking around and using it in a virtual reality way, in a virtual reality environment, which is that next level of immersion. Um, so I've, I've experienced that and I can't wait to experience Space Pirate Trainer uh, with regards to that. The, the counter side to that, I would say, I think this is an incredible um, experience. It's going to be an incredible experience when I try it. The counter side I, I could understand is being something like, uh, I don't, I don't I've, I've spoken to people where they are in small, you know, they're in small apartments or something like that. They use virtual reality as a way to escape and, and see these incredible vistas from the relatively small confines of where they, where they live and where they reside. And I can understand that, but there's plenty of experiences already for that. So let this have right. its place. I'd say, I think space pilot trainer, having this extra mode in there, it's only a benefit and it's mm -hmm. a new way of playing VR for everybody that don't need these huge location-based systems. So yeah, I'm all for it. I definitely will be trying it. I'm going to find somewhere to try it soon. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, did you buy it already or did you already I've own already, it? Or? Yeah, I've already got it on Quest anyway. So yeah, it's one okay, of the first so you're titles. Going to get it it's a staple. It's a staple VR yeah, title. You're right. You don't need it for the quest. It's, yeah, it's it's one of the classics. Also, it is. one of the classic games. It's it's really cool. Great. So, Skiva, you talked with the developer, I believe it was right for in, in your podcast yes. yesterday. So, yeah. We, yep. Well, obviously, everybody should watch that episode again. The link is down in the description of this video. But tell us everything you learned now. <laughs> So I'll tell you, man. So, so, so this game. First of all, let me start out by saying that me and me and Alex, the co-host of Between Realities, we did go out and we um, we rented um, a, a basketball court for an hour, and it was uh, just over ten dollars. So it was pretty reasonable just to go out there and and be able to run around uh, and play this game. And I'll tell you, man, uh, it was absolutely unreal. It was unreal. The way this game looks and how it plays on a quest like the textures they used everything they did looked so incredible it looked so sharp and clean um everything worked so well i was we were really both of us were blown away um wow. i know there's there's an issue with space at 10 10 meters by 10 meters or uh 32 feet by 32 feet here in the united states is very it's kind of hard to come by people don't have that in their homes and if you do, you probably have enough to afford a backpack PC and a full, <laughs> you know, LBE experience as it right. is, right? But, right. but um, I'll tell you, you know, these guys didn't just include Arena in this update, right? So they also included stuff for everyone. They now have Space Pirate Trainer versus mode. 
right? Where it's the standard setup where you get to play with your friends. But like when you shoot a drone, then two drones go over to them and you're kind of messing each other up and yelling at each other. So that's pretty cool too, right? So not only is is there this, this arena update, which people are, you know, kind of get, some people get a little angry with because they can't come up with that kind of space and they're not in a place where, where they can find something like that right but but there is also this other versus mode i just wanted to bring that up because it seems like it's a strange thing to complain about when we're getting all of this different kind of content um uh, strapped onto the game for free for free you're gonna pay for it like that's insane like i these guys have spent so much time developing both of these modes um and and to not even ask anything extra of it i think is absolutely incredible uh whether you can use the arena mode or not um you know one i will say that i think it makes it even more special that you can't just hop into this every day so when you do go out there and you play with friends and you're running around um it's a super special experience because it's it's not it's not common even though you own the game um and it's it was great man it was absolutely great to actually be able to run you know what I mean? Not just kind of, you know, so I've done like, I've done zero latency. I've done the void. Um, so I've done a few um, location-based um, experiences. And while they were very good and very immersive and they had great hand tracking and, you know, there's people in there to assist that aren't in a headset. So if you reach out and grab a torch, someone's actually handing you a torch, right? So, so there's really cool things uh, for those experiences. But this, this is like, it's just you and your buddy and you you can book it if you try to run in one of those other experiences they're going to tell you to slow your roll right because they don't want yeah. you falling over with equipment having insurance claims breaking their stuff this is like no holes barred you know run around go nuts you know do whatever you're going to do I, I will tell you that i did I did punch alex in the face pretty hard <laughs> during, during the game <laughs> probably <laughs> deserved it on purpose <laughs> yeah right <laughs> probably deserved it <laughs> <laughs> He did deserve it. He killed me in the game. Right? Okay. Yeah, I was dead. I just punched him in the face. It's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> but but so this so when you, hiding this it. Game, when, <laughs> when you die in this game, it can't just spawn you in in a different place in the map because the map right. is the size of your play space. So you have to walk or run to a spawn point. And each spawn point can only be used one time. So if if you happen to die by one of the spawn points you've already been at, you got to make it all the way across to the other map, uh, to the other spawn point on the map in, in a given amount of time, or you lose another life. So I noticed um, that, that the spawn point was across the other side of the map, and I booked it, right? And during the time when you're dead, you can't always see where the other player is because it would give away their position, right? Not until you get very close to them physically, um, can, will it throw up a barrier saying warning with all these big red things? But I was running, I was booking it for the spawn point and I just barreled right through Alex. And I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a little guy. I'm a very big dude. Um, so yeah, it, it took a few minutes of recovery, but luckily he was okay there. Uh, he, I didn't break his face or anything, which is good. Just on that point, uh, Steve, did you, yeah. At any point, like regardless of, of that side, regardless of the other player, did you ever get nervous that maybe that something had gone wrong, it had drifted slightly or anything like that? Or was it completely rock solid? There was never any of that concern at all. So there was so so there was always a concern, right? Because I'm strapping something over my eyeballs and I'm having faith 
<laughs> that I'm yeah. not about to run into a wall, right? So there was obviously a little bit of hesitation, especially at first. And and the first few games, I didn't really run. I was very careful walking around because my body was telling me, dude, you're in VR all the time. You know you can't run. This isn't what you're supposed to do. You know, so I had to like kind of retrain my thought process. No, it's okay. This is a big open space. There's nothing on the court. You know, there's no balls anywhere. Everything is completely open. But still, there's this paranoia that you're like going to run into something, you know. So especially after I ran into Alex that one time, which was my own fault because I just I was I was so um, in it that I just didn't even notice the red warning thing pop up. Right. I was just trying to get to that spawn point. But especially after that, I did kind of peek through my nose hole a little bit while while trying to get to the spawn points. But, you know, after a little bit, uh, I, we, we both loosened up and we, we really started moving more with our bodies and really um, sprinting a bit more. And, um, you know, it, it was a fantastic it was really one of the best VR experiences I think I've ever had. And that's a that's a big that's wow. a big mistake because I've tried. That is a big deal. Everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and and it was it was absolutely gorgeous. I will tell you this: you look around at a thirty foot or or a ten meter by ten meter spot when you're mapping this whole thing out, and you're like, "Wow, this is so much room, right?" But then you get in the experience, and that room is now full of walls and obstacles mm -hmm. and barriers. So that that ten by ten meter space now seems very small. <laughs> which is which is pretty wild because it's full of stuff. <laughs> Kiva, is know? it just ten by ten, or can you make it like more custom, no. like nine? You, you can't because that is the 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 max uh, guardian space of the quest itself. So it's a limitation of the quest. But we did talk to the developers about that, and we asked because we do know that that the quest has the capability, apparently, uh, technically, of of doing guardians up to like one hundred and twenty meters or, or something like that, a really big space where they say it could do this right so as they said that as oculus expands their guardian system they will absolutely be expanding the play space in the game uh, to utilize more and more space so i think that'll be great because right now that 10 by 10 spot is about half of a basketball court it would be great to have like the whole thing to run around or like a like a whole like football field even right that would be right insane. Did you uh, even feel that the 10 by 10 meters is probably too small? I'll tell you, I, I originally thought that maybe this game, uh, while we were waiting for it, would be more like four players. But now seeing how much stuff they cram into this 10 by 10 spot, there is no way that that would have been fun, right? Because someone would have always been shooting at you. Um, you wouldn't, you know, they would. it would have been very hard to hide. Um, so... I, I think it's really, it's a great play space for two people, but I think it could benefit from definitely from a larger space because the more you can run around and the more you can hide behind things um, and the more you can kind of try to conceal where you are, um, the more fun it is, you know, and you've got that special charge shot where it bounces off all the walls. And, you know, I killed Alex a few times just by bouncing it off the general direction where he was at and it actually hit him and killed him. Uh, which was really really cool plus you have the shield um which you can pop up and it lasts for a couple of hits or 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 a time limit where the the power shield kind of goes away real quick but but uh i'm like i said i'm a very tall guy 
I'm um, six foot seven, which I don't know what that is in meters, but um, but but that's really tall, right? And Alex is a, kind of a, a normal sized guy, but your your shield doesn't scale. So for me, I'm kind of blocking myself, but my whole bottom torso and my legs are exposed. So he kept shooting my legs and killing me, okay. you know. So he had a little bit of an advantage with the shield, but at the same time, not all the walls go all the way up, and I was actually able to get on my tippy toes. Look over some of the walls and put the gun. <laughs> what? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Is it so, meant to be like this that you can peek over yeah. the walls? Is it, okay, I think okay. so. I th I, oh, they, they are specifically cool, cool. not. Some of them don't hit the ceiling. So okay, well, you could ah. jump up and. But you know, I'm a pretty tall guy, so I can really, really max myself out and kind of shoot over the walls. So where there is, I have a little bit of an advantage like that. But then again, I don't have an advantage when I'm not under complete cover because my shield doesn't cover as much as my body because it does give you your actual height in game. So you could see my avatar's height compared to Alex's, um, you know, which was which was really cool and, and very, very immersive. I mean, the whole thing was just one of the most immersive experiences I've, I've ever had. Um, we did have to recalibrate, I think, once, maybe twice during our hour. Um, uh, the gym wasn't wasn't super well lit, right? The basketball court. I feel like there could have been more light, which probably would have helped the tracking perform better. But this was a quest thing. This wasn't a thing with the game. Uh, this was like Alex had the problem most of the time where his quest lost tracking. Uh, a little bit and I think one of the best ways to have a really good experience with this is to make sure you have like a microfiber cloth or something and make sure you really clean your lenses off your not your your lenses inside but the camera lenses itself because when tracking that much space it really has to look for things to grab onto mm -hmm. you know because there isn't a wall right there and a border right there so so you know the quest has a little bit harder of a time but just make sure those cameras are really clean I did clean mine beforehand and I didn't have any problems um with the tracking going off um but it was an incredible experience and, and we were both dripping sweat afterwards we got some serious exercise that day oh that's good so, i also need mm -hmm. that now after the vacation yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah i'm really looking forward to it now i'm really going to look for some some places around me to do that it is worth really it. Hyped it up yeah you guys hyped it is it up so super much. super worth it i am telling you man this is just a, a, a different level of VR. It is, it is hands down. You will, I think you will suddenly see an entire new future, um, for, for virtual reality. And, uh, Gary, from, from what you were saying, how, how, you know, when, when you were in some of those location-based experiences, how, um, you couldn't believe they weren't using quests, right? Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of, a lot of places really want to use quests. But because of the Oculus Terms of Service, they're not allowed to. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and I get that question all the time working at Springboard, right? By by companies, hey, we want to set up all these quests, and it's like, Oculus says no. Facebook yeah. says you can't do it. Sorry, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not something we can control. This is a limitation of the licensing of um of, of Oculus and Facebook, which is too bad right. because that's a whole it other is. market they need to break into. Well, but yeah. there are other headsets, right? Like the Pico Neo Three, mm -hmm. who can now do it. So I know that yeah. arcades are picking this one up. So this is uh, probably another chance for Pico. Yeah. Now owned but, by TikTok <laughs> to yeah. do something about yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But another thing that yeah, right, right, could yeah, make yeah. this experience <laughs> even more exciting is that like what you're saying is the map is designed to be 10 by 10. So there are walls, right? There are actual walls. You can't step 
outside of the area, when I was at zero latency, the game I was playing with Far Cry, it still had this open space. So I was still very much afraid to run too, too, too far because you can physically run outside of the gaming area and like hit the wall mm -hmm. because there's no wall in VR. But right. with Space Pirate, it looks like you don't even have the reason to go outside of so, that play area. So, so you can get completely all of free. the areas actually have outside walls. Some of them drop right off a cliff, which is very interesting. But they're right at the edge of the Guardian. So if you step out, you're going to get your pass through. One of the other mm -hmm. things that's interesting is if you accidentally step into a wall or out of the play space, it puts you in this weird void and you have to go back to where it was that you went out of the playable area. That way mm -hmm. players aren't running through walls to cheat and you know get people on the other side. They made it so so uh, it, it's a lot harder to cheat in that in that aspect. And if you do get outside of the, of the boundary, you definitely know it because the game pulls you out of the experience almost completely, which is a little immersion breaking, uh, honestly. But, but I feel like as for, for the competitiveness of the game, I think it's, it's a must. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, Skiva, tell us a bit more about the setup. Um, how, is, how does it work? Like setting up your 10 by 10 meter space, is it, is it exactly the same as we know from the small space? And then the other question that I have for you is, how does it work with two people? Do, uh, if you play together with somebody else and he has to map out the same space, does the game know the directions or is it like both calibrated towards the same north let's say call it like this yeah. because if, if not then you're probably going to run into each other mm -hmm. and this is a very this is a very real thing and when we first set this up we didn't we didn't really um uh try our hardest let's say to really get everything completely configured correctly and we noticed our avatars were way off and we would have ran into each other so it's super important to really make sure that you get your space right and you take the calibration seriously so so you do want to try to map the exact same spot that your friend does um, so if you're at a basketball court or something it's 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 a little easier because there's a lot of all over the floor and you can kind of follow the same ones um, same with tennis courts and things like that um, but, it, it, but you definitely want to try to do that. Now, after you get into the calibration, it puts a center point in the middle of the play area. You need to go to that center point. You need to face the same wall that your friend's going to face, and you need to calibrate it that way. And if you, you first you do it, and then your friend does the same thing uh, from the same center point facing the same wall, and then your avatars will meet up uh, perfectly, and you can walk over and, and kind of, you know, hit each other's hands and stuff. Shake and make hands, sure yeah, right. Good. But definitely, definitely make sure you did the calibration right. Because if you're running, if two people are running full force with VR headsets on and you collide. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> not right, a good right. thing. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. so that, you were talking about location, like uh, local multiplayer, right? So the two people are in the same place. Yes. Can you play the online multiplayer? Yes. Can you, you can. calibrate it in the way that... They have the yep. same map, same positions, and then you're not even running into each other. So yes. you don't even have to have a friend who has Quest. You can just right. connect with someone online. Well, as long as you're you, you do have to be a friend. So there's no random, uh, there's no random matchups. But if you have a friend across the country, mm -hmm. across the world, wherever, you can both get your own 10 by 10 meter space and you can meet oh, up so exactly... Um, like you would be co-location, but then there's no worries at all of running into anybody. So that oh, would that's so good. Be better. 
right? And you do have the voice chat. It's all proximity based. Um, you know, when you charge your weapon, the other player can hear it depending on how loud it is, is, is depending on how close together you are. When you, when you so put cool. up your shield, it makes an electrical noise, which the other player can hear if they're close enough. Um, so, so yeah, you can, you could definitely do this, um, without being co-located. And I would almost say that it might even be a better experience, um, in a certain way where you don't have to worry about running into each other, but it is cool to actually hear their footsteps outside of the headset as, as, as well as inside and hear them breathing and kind of like running and panting a little bit, you know what I mean? It does add even more to the immersion. So uh, plus, then you can kind of take off your headset and you can yell at each other and, and you know, kind of, you know, do all the bickering that you do when you play uh, multiplayer competitive games. Mm -hmm. So I, I really enjoyed it. Now, I think the hardest part was actually before you even get in the game, just getting your quest to map out that that 10 by 10 meter spot. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it can be it can be a little tough. Um if you're not centered the right way, the square that the quest wants might be kind of sideways. So you got to really, you got to kind of stand in the middle of your play area, face that wall, calibrate, and then kind of go out and map your space. Because you you have to be the exact amount, like the, the exact allowed amount for, for, your, for your play space. The quest barrier doesn't get any bigger and you can't make it any bigger, but if it's not maxed out, the game won't even launch. It, it won't even allow you to click into arena mode. So, mm -hmm. right, right, got it. Um, one more question that I have: Is there some kind of way to probably make levels on your own if you have some play space, and uh, probably mm -hmm. there there is some some real things that you want to avoid to run into that you put some uh, virtual mm -hmm. wall around it? Can you, you do can. something like this? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you no, come on, really? You can. What? You can go that's, in there. that's amazing. You can go in there with your friend and, and no kidding. the two of you can build your own map. There's three spots oh, to build custom levels. And it's like so a Mario maker. So you can make it smaller. So you can you make can it like make... seven by eight or seven by nine, for example, instead of I ten mean, by ten. Uh, you know, we kind of asked the developers that, and you know, their their stance obviously was it is not intended to be used yeah, like right. that. Right, because the, it's going it. to be hard to get the quest to recognize that space just to get mm -hmm. its own guardian system to work properly um, by mapping out a ten by ten meter space if it's covered in walls. Right, so that would be that would be pretty hard technically. I think you probably could pull it off, although there really isn't. Once you're in there, it's like really just enough room. I don't think it would be as fun with any less room. But mm -hmm. if there was something okay. in the middle of the play space, you could you could definitely wall it in. You can just sit there and spend Love your time it. just creating custom levels instead of actually running through and playing them. Like everything is is customizable from within the headset. You you're collabing the the level creation process, placing walls here and oh, what do you think about a pillar here or a or a rock here? You know what I mean? It's it's really really cool. Not just to actually play the game, but to creatively work with a friend to build really neat maps. So. That is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think that's so yeah. cool, right? You have this play space and probably there is some some obstacle, I don't know, some pillar or something. Okay, mm -hmm. then you build something around it and boom, you can still play. Perfect. Yeah, but now you from... can't, I don't think you can add to the already created maps. So you Right, a new one, a new one. Map. You make it, you, yeah, but that's, that's mm -hmm. good enough, I think. That's good enough. <laughs> Sampler19 yeah. asks, oops, Sampler19, hello Sampler19, is it true there are only three save slots? Probably for these um, custom maps. Yes, 
Yeah, so you can build three custom maps, and that's probably due to some kind of quest memory or limitation. Okay, well, um, for me that's fine actually. Yeah, yeah three custom would... maps plus <laughs> yeah. the four or five that are that are already in there. I think it's fine. And, and if you play with someone, you can just share the map with them. Do they have to download it, or do they just play it? Um, whatever you shared with them. Um, yeah, they 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 do download the map. So, but but when you're kind of in there, uh, you can kind of you can you can do it together so as you're creating the level um if you're doing it together it's already headsets right because you're both in there collaboratively making it but if you went out and one and then a friend had to connect to it um i believe you would have to download it but i, I haven't tested that so mm -hmm. okay yeah, but really cool okay. stuff Wow. Amazing. I, I love it. I really love it that you can make your custom maps depending on yeah. your own locality. That is so cool. Yeah. And it's just so many options and possibilities that this opens. And um, Skiva, another question. So I believe this is this is such a cool, it would be such a cool game for arcades to offer, actually. And I know that you're now working right with arcades. And mm -hmm. is there a kind of a different business model for arcades who want to put who want to use this for their own arcades? Or could yeah. or, or do they just buy the game and can offer it? Tell no, us. No, so so the problem is that, like I mentioned before, the problem oh, is that no. you cannot license a quest oh, right. to work in an arcade. So it sucks. <laughs> if if they were if the space pirate guys were to go and, and get this all set up on like like a vibe focus three then i'm right. sure that could be a thing right or a pico neo uh, and maybe they're working towards that but at the moment there isn't a legal way uh for for location-based entertainment centers to use this because it is only quest wow you have to uh, go rogue and you have to set up some else. dark site and uh, offer this illegally yeah, no, I like this. Yeah, yeah. MRTV it's experience. Come to Germany and play that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So, oh wow. So I really hope then that this that the space pirate trainer and DX team that they're going to bring this to another headset. Really, me that too. Good. Really, more really. people need to be able to experience this because it is phenomenal. I just think that it's also kind of easy to set up the arcade experience if you were allowed to just mm -hmm. buy a couple of i don't know pico neo threes and mm -hmm. buy some some special license and then you just have a big space i don't know what what kind of space just have enough space and then make your own location-based entertainment system that, that would be fit. so mm -hmm. good right yep absolute perfect fit and i hope to see that that come to fruition eventually that'd be nice Exactly. Wow, I can't wait to play it, and I am going to play it tomorrow. I can't wait. It's going to be so epic because you I do love, love I do yeah. love location based games. It it for me it's just uh, the real level of virtual reality. You know, the next level where you really actually walk through, and I, I can't wait for actually a great um, yeah omnidirectional um, treadmills to come out, right? Where you where you just like in VR and you can just walk. But like being able to walk in reality, like the space pirate train offers you, that is simply the best. And I'm so it's nothing like it. It's nothing <laughs> like it. And I'm I must say I'm really sad that the void didn't make it, right? They oh, no. it seems like they, they didn't survive this whole COVID thing. That's too bad. And then exactly. And because that was mind blowing. I can still remember I tried the Star Wars experience in the void. It was in the UK and I loved it. And yeah, that's gone too bad. Yeah, but there, yeah, something else is going to come up, and I think location-based is actually really the future of 
arcades of VR arcades because it's just so much fun. Right, so now let's talk about the kind of like like stupid side of, of this whole thing because there has been some kind of like review bombing of um, Space Pirate Trainer DX. Some people are like changing their positive reviews down to one star after after the update because they cannot play the new arena mode because they don't have a 10 by 10 space. And I must say, really, my faith in humanity is kind of going down when I hear something like this, like, are you freaking kidding me? This is like a free upgrade, a free upgrade, which brings so many new things on the table. And some people are changing their positive reviews to negative because they don't have a 10 by 10 meter space. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you, I, I'm like shocked about this stupidity. What are your thoughts about that? It's unbelievable. It's nonsense. Isn't it? <laughs> it's nonsense, isn't it? I mean, it's complete nonsense. Anybody, anybody would think the same. I think this this reminds me in some ways because, like you said, there, Sebastian, as well. It was like um, how just because they are not able to the the specific moment in time that they want to be able to do this thing, then they're going mm. to lower this review down. And it reminds me in some ways of in a little bit of the people that have something like say a playstation exclusive and it comes out on pc and they they hate on this game now because they bought a playstation they're a playstation fanboy they want it only on playstation and now and now ah. it's out on a pc and all of a sudden they hate the game they hate the developers because they bought it out on pc and I, terrible. I, I see this as a similar kind of um entitlement really i mean that's what it comes down to i suppose and Look, the end of the day, like you've said it, you've said it. I mean, it's barely worth discussing because it's so yeah. obvious. It's a free update. Just, just get over it. You've got this extra functionality. If one day you you are able to use it, it's there for you. Just, just enjoy it for what it is anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it is nonsense, honestly, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. super childish. Yeah. It's very immature. Like, I, I, I don't understand the logic behind it. That you're getting something for free that wasn't there to begin with. And you're going to change the review of the game because you want to play this and for some reason you can't. Now, look, the developers told me yesterday that they don't have space in, in their house. They have to go out to their to their work warehouse and to, to do this. They don't have room to do this at their place either. right? And yeah. it's not just Arena that they included. They also included a versus mode for everyone for free that you can play. If you can play the regular game, it's the same space restrictions as the regular game where you can play with friends. Um, so it's absolutely blowing my mind that these guys put out two new modes to an already cool game for free exactly it's already cool <laughs> yeah it they could have easily just created a new game right. and just do it right. space pirate arena pay yep. 20 dollars, and you will yep. get just that and it still wouldn't make sense then even even if if that was the situation and people were bombing that specific game because they have to pay for something they wouldn't be able to play but but it is just an addition to an existing game and if anything, even if you can't play it, you can still recognize the potential for the future. Just take it as that. Okay, you're too lazy to find a place to play it, but it is always an option. Maybe you'll have that in the future and you don't have to pay $20 to get that option. It's just, you know, gifted to you for free. I don't know. People, there's, there's a lot of 
entitlement going on right, that exactly, every user exactly. wants every game to be catered to his individual preferences. And I don't know how they see the world work around that. <laughs> they think that there is something to be done about it, but there isn't. Sorry, I keep pushing my microphone. I need to change a little bit. Yeah, but this is just not how the world works. And uh, some of these expectations just need to be changed. I don't think that people understand how how the development of these games even work and how the future of VR, of VR is developing. I can just, to all the people who actually did this, and I'm sure none of you who are, who are watching this live right now did that kind of thing, but if that, if that should be the case, shame on you. <laughs> no, really, this is really unbelievable. And for all the people who are watching this right now and who are playing the game and who, who have the game, who own the game and who are going to play it, if you enjoy the game, please give it a five-star review. Just like tell people what you think about it. I personally think it's unbelievably amazing to get this free update. And it's so cool that this company, this development studio, actually tried something new. Try yeah. to give us location-based entertainment for everyone to try out. And I must tell you, I even think it's amazing that they have this requirement to have this 10 by 10 space. So I am looking forward to this event. I'm going to meet like a VR enthusiast, a friend of mine in person, and we're going to rent this place for 15 euros an hour. And it's going to be an amazing event. I'm going to make a video about it. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure it's going to be fun, right? So this is something amazing. It's going to even bring people together, right? Skiva, you and Alex, you met each other as well in real life. I mean, you, you meet each other quite often, right? But anyway, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. I think there is a stigma around VR that VR is meant to be experienced alone at home or somehow like it will transport you somewhere and you, are, you don't have to go anywhere. I think there is this kind of, I don't know, inner understanding that this is what VR is and it shouldn't be anything else. It shouldn't, um, it shouldn't ask you to go somewhere because you're already in that reality. Um, and so people maybe have harder time um, switching their mindset and actually um, just putting a little bit of effort of getting that space and then unlocking so many doors and so many potentials to what VR can be, which wouldn't be possible without that physical space. But yeah, exactly, exactly right. And it's it blows my mind really because I expected I didn't even realize this was free until very recently, actually, like a few weeks ago, where people started to talk about this stuff. And I didn't realize it was free until then. I expected to pay for this extra functionality. Um, so it blows my mind that, that anybody would complain about this. It's like complaining about a, a mobile phone having a higher megapixel camera than you are going to require. I only need an 8-megapixel camera, so why has this phone got 12 megapixels? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to right. review bomb it. It's oh, ridiculous. And, th yeah, and there's, right. there's this other side as well. I mean, there's a certain thing about – there's a nuance to reviewing where you could say, well, in some cases, not in this case, it doesn't even apply to this case, but there's some cases where you could say uh, a game gets updated with something that you don't like. We've seen this with Superhot, okay, recently. They did have an update uh, where they took out a certain section of the game um, – just to cover themselves, really. I didn't necessarily agree with that decision to take that out, in all honesty, but they did it. And people went on changing their reviews from five stars down to one star 
based on the decision to remove that. It's ridiculous. The, the, the fact that they've removed that single part of that game doesn't suddenly make it from a five-star down to a one-star. Lower your review down, lower it down to four stars, three stars even, if that's truly the way you feel. But review bombing to me has this certain implication that you are you love the game, but you just want to send a message. You want revenge almost to the developers. Yeah, very strange. Very, very strange. Anyways, let's play it ourselves, enjoy it, and give it a good review. And I think in the end, the community, the goodwill of this community, which is still great, is going to win. And uh, we're going to also hopefully send a good message to the developers. Thank you for giving us this new experience, right? Meeting up at some kind of tennis courts or whatever courts and just giving it a try, just giving us the ability to try location-based VR. And uh, yeah, it is the best in my opinion. I love it. I can't wait to try it out myself. And uh, yeah, next week we're going to talk about our personal experiences trying it out. And uh, yeah, thanks, Giva, for telling us how good it is. And I totally believe you. I think it's just, wow, I can't wait to try it out myself. It's so cool. It's amazing. Next time I'm in Germany, we'll oh, go wow, out. Wow. We're going to meet, uh, Skiva. I have a good feeling <laughs> we're going to meet each other at one point we in will. time. Yeah, we already have Tatiana. Yeah, we we Skiva, we did. Looks like you don't even need to be to, in the same space, so you can just <laughs> you know true. schedule. Like, you right. can just yeah. play together. You're right. Yep. Exactly. Right. Oh wow, I'm looking forward to that. And everyone out there, try it out. Make a video about it, probably, and just tell the world how amazing location-based VR is because it is. Alrighty, let's talk about the next topic. And uh, let me share my screen here with you. It is the Lynx, the Lynx Mixed Reality Headset. We talked to Stan LaRock here on the podcast. We had him here. And um, this is a VR and AR headset because it has really nice pass-through, color pass-through. And finally, we know how expensive it is going to be. It is going to sell for $500 only on Kickstarter when it goes on sale there in late September. And that is actually a pretty fantastic price point. So this is a standalone VR headset, very comparable to, for example, the Quest, because you do not need a computer to work together with this. And well, yeah, everything you need is in this headset, but it has some more tricks up its sleeves because it does have lots of cameras here, RGB cameras that will do color pass through. So it can do some amazing augmented reality stuff where you can still see your reality through these color pass through cameras and some augmented things, augmented into your world. And well, I'm really looking forward to see some um, yeah, some actual examples of how this is going to work. So first of all, this was built as a headset for for enterprise customers with a price of $1,500. But recently the company has shifted and now actually they also want to sell this to us consumers. And before the company said it's going to have a sub thousand dollar price point and now in a new YouTube video, Stan has told us that, um, well, that this is going to cost $499. Yeah, so 
What do you what do you think about this? It's uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, I think it's a it's a good price for what they are offering um, because we knew we know that Oculus are subsidising the Quest, so we knew it was never going to approach that kind of price. Um, but they have got the XR two exactly the same as the Quest in there, um, and this is really sort of the the price point where I was looking at them when they came out and said that it was going to be a few hundred. This is really what I was expecting it to be, sort of four or five hundred dollars, really, um, and it makes sense. One major complaint that people are having about this, that the like the only complaint really that I'm seeing um, from most people is that it doesn't come, that price doesn't come with included controllers. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's worth mentioning that because it's it's going to be important um, for certain people that want to pick this up as a direct competitor to the Quest and use it for. VR gaming and for streaming Steam VR games and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's important to say that. However, we've got to remember that this price includes a headset which has this incredible AR pass-through functionality as well. That shouldn't be ignored. If you are, There's going to be people that don't mind Facebook, don't mind logging in with Facebook and are perfectly fine oblivious almost to, to Facebook and that's that's okay. And they, they will want to get a quest. To convince those people to go for something like this is probably going to be difficult based on the sole fact of VR gaming. But for a certain number of people who are interested in that side, but also in this AR pass-through, which by the way, is not the same as the Quest pass-through. This is, first of all, the quality is much higher anyway. It's full color, it's higher resolution. Um, but also, this device is a true AR device. It's not just pass-through. It has mesh. It has occlusion meshes for your room and things like that. So it will actually behave. The, the, the AR objects will behave in your room as you want them to behave, rather than on the Quest 2 pass-through mode. They, they, they doesn't know that there's a table there or that there's a piece of furniture there or anything like that. This will. Um, so that's an important thing to mention as well. This is far higher spec than, than that. Um, but yeah, I personally, just to finish off my thoughts on this, I think that the 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 four nine nine price is really as best as we could have hoped for from a product like this. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. This is a fantastic price, and it's going to turn some heads for sure. Skiva, what are your thoughts about the links in general before we heard about this price tag, and now that we know more the details, like four nine nine, but doesn't having controllers what are, what are your thoughts in general well so for me uh i think this is i think this is awesome i think the more competition we can get into this market the better the more choice we can give people the better the more types of hardware uh the more the more just not even for consumers but also for the developers right to be able to to get into these different platforms with different people running the show um i think for a lot of reasons this is this is incredible now if i had the option uh, to buy a Quest 2 uh, without the subsidy cost, right? And pay full actual price without giving them any of my data, I would do it in a second, right? So this for me is a no-brainer. Um, not to mention that this isn't just a, a VR headset. Like Gary was saying, this is a full-blown color augmented reality headset. Um, I, I just can't see there being um, another... There's, there is no other product out there that offer that's going to offer this kind of value. Now we'll see how it's actually implemented when it actually comes out, right, and how it runs. Because um, one of the other things, let's be real, is is you could have the best piece of tech in the world, or you could have an absolutely amazing headset, but if the ecosystem doesn't support any games or anything, 
well, it's going to be kind of a paperweight. So we'll see what, what kind of response that they get from the developer teams. Uh, we'll see how, how their business model is on the back end to facilitate um, the business coming over to them. Because I would love, I would love to see um, a really good Quest competitor and one that can also really start introducing people into the you know into augmented reality because that that in and of itself is so special um and it's such an amazing thing and uh, i'm very very excited i'm also excited for this clear version that they have right like going back to those like old 90s telephones where you could kind of see through the see through the plastic to the components inside i think that's super awesome i think the design the design looks really really cool um and i am dying to get my hands on this thing mm. Nice, really nice. Yeah, I agree. I also like um, the the see through version, but this is going to cost mm -hmm. you a bit more. This is going to cost you like seven hundred dollars. And yeah. actually, I think it's a smart way to subsidize like the whole project, right? Because well, the the seven hundred dollar version is going to subsidize them, and also like selling this to enterprises, which is going to be more a bit more expensive. I think nine hundred dollars yeah. is going to subsidize the consumer version. And in general, I do like this setup that they're using the special versions and the enterprise version to subsidize the cheaper consumer version because they're not making any money with this $499 version, right? <laughs> Tatiana, what are your thoughts about the Lynx headset? Yeah, I absolutely agree with uh, Gary and Skiv. I think Facebook absolutely needs an, a competitor and this has a, all um, chances of becoming one, especially because it introduces something I think Quest has n neglected, at least at the moment, the AR mode is something that users, consumers have not explored yet. And so they get an opportunity to explore it better, maybe with links. Um, but as for my thoughts, I mean, to jump from 1500 to 500, that's a really big price leap. And I know they did it by, I don't know, changing some components, like substituting something or modifying, making them cheaper. I just hope that we are not in the situation where they invested too much in the budget uh, elements and then it it translates into the quality of the product like that's the one thing that we would need to just see just how much they were willing to sacrifice to lower down the price and i mean i'm all for cheaper headsets but it's just it's three times lower now so we'll have to see how that translates um yeah and a good point about the app store and the games we don't know anything about that whether it would be connected to Steam. That would be great. But what about AR? What is what is the value for the consumers to introduce the AR mode, colorful and more clear? But what are they going to be using it for? I think they will need to be very clear in communicating what's the value in this functionality and whether there's going to be really something that w would make them want to spend this extra, I don't know, however, however much it's more expensive than Quest. But what's the purpose of the consumer model while it was originally for enterprise. Yeah. Right, that, that's a good question. Gary, you go first. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, that, that is a good good question to bring up. And just on the, the app delivery system as well, that's something that, that Stan um, from Lynx needs to clarify a little bit. I know that the, he's working behind the scenes trying to sort out this app delivery system side, but you're absolutely right, Tatiana, with that, that AR, we need developers, we need content. One of the things I would say is just a, a plain thing that anybody could see, any mainstream user could could look at. Have you seen this AR Magic Keys? Um, 
it's using the Quest 2 pass-through mode where you can set up, sit at your piano and it will teach you to play the piano. Now, that is a unique and an incredible application for a simple pass-through mode. But by having this extra functionality for true AR where it's got this mesh as well over the piano and these other kinds of things, it's going to be a great application. Now, you could say, now, as a, as a learning device for just that one thing, you could say, could could it be sold almost? It's like if you could pick up something for, say, £200, $200, say, where it's sold solely as this piano teaching system. That's not beyond the realms of possibility. Then we've got a device here, which is $500. It's got that application, numerous other possible applications that we've got to wait for developers to come out with all of these innovations. And I think we're going to see them. AR... And just pass through in general, I think, is going to have big applications. But at this stage, you're right, Tetion, it's very difficult to to sell that to a consumer at this moment in time. I, I agree mm. with that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think my question was more of like a hypothetical um, about how, like, what are you offering to the consumers? So consumers would be asking, why should I buy that? And then it was a great example with the, uh, which application you said? Uh, magic magic keys, but a few magic a couple keys, of them were doing there it. There's yeah. Virtuos, Virtuos, yes. which is another one which they, I think, just like Magic Keys, they transformed, like they they added a new mode which would take advantage of these pass-throughs. So this is amazing. Um, but those are existing apps, and they it's an existing app store. So I think that the key to the success in Links would be introducing this store that would show the value and actually demonstrate that there's so much more that you can do with this AR mode and mm. it's worth the money, um, especially if it still can do the VR stuff that Quest does. Yeah. Okay. Like a store like like SideQuest, for example. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited exactly, that, Tatiana. Really? No <laughs> pressure here, right? But mm -hmm. a store like SideQuest would be perfect for that. <laughs> and by the way, greetings go out to links who are in the house here in the chat. Probably Stan, hello. Great that you're here. And of course, we would love to invite you to any of the future episodes of the Next Dimension podcast. Probably once your Kickstarter goes live, then we can talk more in person about it. And um, I'm just thinking about how great and how much fun it is already with the Quest seeing your fingers, right? The finger tracking on the Quest is pretty amazing. And using your fingers in order to do things in VR or in this kind of mixed reality mode is kind of magic, in my opinion, already for the Quest. And now using the Quest for something like Workrooms, right? Workrooms is this app where you can, yeah, um, use your desktop in VR and use your your keyboard in VR. It's, it's magical. And even with that black and white of the Quest, Using that pass-through mode in order to see your keyboard in VR, it is so good. And I've also like like made a video on my channel how good it is. And I'm just imagining how unbelievably awesome this would be with something like the Lynx, where you have a pass-through mode that is in color. And I haven't seen it with, with my own eyes. I really want to see it. And I am totally ready to go to Paris to check this out myself. So to have this kind of perfect finger tracking because the Lynx is using not just cameras, they are using the ultra leap sensor, right? In order to make finger tracking happen. And then together with that color pass through, which is 
according to the videos that we've seen, way better than that black and white pass-through of the Quest. I believe that this hardware is pretty magical for a price point of $499 from a company that is not Facebook, from a company that is a startup. And wow, actually, I must tell you, I'm pretty amazed by this price point, $499. And in my opinion, they're getting, yeah, not enough, um, yeah, like support. And like people don't understand what it means for for a small startup, for, for a complete new startup to, to make a device for this kind of money that can nearly compete with Facebook, where it's super subsidizing that Quest. So... I believe that this hardware is amazing for this price point, but I also agree with you guys. We need to see the content. And until now, we don't actually yeah, know what content it can do. And again, just like you mentioned as well, what kind of platform it's going to use in order to give us content. And will all these content providers, all these developers that are now doing like kind of mixed reality content for the Quest 2, are they going to translate those apps to the links, which probably they could do, and will they do it? That's the question. So I absolutely, I absolutely back this project. I think it's an amazing project. We need some competition, but I also don't see this actually as a real competitor to the Quest 2, right? The Quest 2 is just the perfect consumer headset for people who want to play games. This is not it. I believe this is simply not it, right? It doesn't come with controllers. I'm not actually aware of how Lynx is going to solve it. Um, I wasn't able to watch the whole Q&A because I was on vacation. So Gary, um, could you answer that question for me? Um, are they going to have some? What's with Finch? Tell us a bit more about that. Brian. Yeah, so they, they did mention this and we've got links in, in chat now as well. So maybe they can uh, chime in with this. Um, but from the live stream, um, Stan said that they are working. They've got a, a couple of different solutions that they're still looking into at the moment. Finch being one of them. Um, and then, of course, they've got another one as well. I think it's still slightly up in the air, the route that they're going to take with uh, the controllers. Last time um, Stan was on the show, we, we did sort of discuss this as well then. And I was, I, I mean, I mentioned then that I think that in order to compete with the Quest 2, it was really a necessity to have controllers in the box um, if, if you want to compete on that front. Now, it might be that they've transitioned from that. It can still compete with the Quest 2 on, on some ways, but I think it needs to play into its strengths as well and, and, and totally agreed. play into the strengths of it, having this incredible AR ability from exactly. what we've seen, um, but also having the, its independence from, from anything. They, they mentioned explicitly no data. They don't want our data. They're a product yeah, company. I love that. Um, so that's very important I love uh, to that. mention as well. That is, that is such an important point, right? You do not have to log in with any kind of social account. You do not have to tell them who you are. You can do whatever you want in VR and AR. And that is such an important part. This is like a huge part. And uh, just for that, I really, really support that Kickstarter and that company. And I can't wait to look through that headset myself. And I totally agree with you, Gary. I really don't think actually that this should be like seen as competition to the Quest 2 
for playing VR games. I think it cannot compete against the Quest 2. The Quest 2 is honestly perfect for consumers for playing games, right? If it wasn't for that Facebook forced login, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. But actually not having controllers, it is not going to be that VR headset that we want. And people who want to play VR games, they're probably going to go for another headset, right? It just doesn't make sense to try to compete against the Quest 2 in that respect. No. But I really see, just as Gary, that links bring so much more to the table, that whole AR thing. And it's a whole different kind of dimension where they can blow us away, where they can do things that the Quest cannot do or cannot do in this kind of way. And in my opinion, what's, what Stan and the team should do, they should really blow us away with the AR functions and show us, show the consumers, hey, this is a viable thing. This is so cool. AR is so cool. What you can do with our headset is so cool that it's so worth it to pay these 500 euros. Because I don't think you can, um, you can convince somebody and tell them, hey, you know what? Um, this is um, a Quest competitor. Okay, you don't need to log in with your Facebook account. But um, yeah, actually, you still have to find some controllers and you won't have the Quest 2 games. So I don't think you should go out there and tell people this is a Quest 2 competitor. Would you agree well, with that? Well, Link said the controller story is far from over. We hear you. Okay. So there is some suspense here. Oh, yeah, I can wait. We're going to, <laughs> yeah. And then with the, with the App Store, we're going to have to, I don't know, see what, they're, what they have in store. Yeah, I'm reading that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, let's well, see. It's so, going to be it's going to be a, an interesting thing to see because I think if these guys can come out with a with a controller solution, and they can put together a store that has lots of content for people to buy, at that point they're a Quest competitor for sure. Because you're right. I need a lot Agreed. of people, yeah, that will that will buy this just for no 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 Facebook. I mean, you're I would right. I would put down my 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 Quest in a second to do that. I would pay. I would pay gladly pay, pay the $1,500 if I could do everything my Quest could do um, just with no Facebook. So, mm -hmm. so my fingers crossed that these guys come up with, uh, with a good solution for that. And then you throw AR on top of it, and I think we have a, uh, I think we have a winner. But, um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, I, I've always wondered with, with, the, um, with the Valve Index, with their color pass-through, um, if, if developers would start kind of, uh, checking out the AR scene there, right? But I haven't seen anything really come out um, in that regard either. So, mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, but the resolution is not so good on this. Yeah, yeah. So, I think well, I think links it is. So yeah, yeah, on the mm -hmm. links it, it is. The, it's got this high definition um, sort of full color pass through, and it's not just the pass through side. It needs these other senses as well to have this this awareness mm -hmm. of of your environment as well. I think is important and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think just on your point there, Skeever, that you, you were saying there are a lot of people that are aware and, and don't want to support Facebook and would gladly choose a product which doesn't do that. I don't think 
there's enough of those people, um, unfortunately. That's the point. To make it that they... Well, Skiva and me would do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I understand. Like, in, in my circle, I'm sure... Actually, no. Some of my friends, they don't care. They've just picked up quests. Um, Same we, here. We play quests all the time. They, they simply don't care about that side. Yeah, there are people in my circle that, that certainly do care. I just think that a majority of people don't care. And, and that's the problem. That That's the uphill battle that they're, they're struggling with. Unfortunately, is the unfortunate side of it but um... i think we'll i think we'll find out because there's competition coming for sure like you don't make a splash yeah. the size of the of what facebook did with the quest you know we got we got games now like like expect you to, to die too that just made over a million dollars in one week that that yeah. attracts a whole lot of people into, into a market like this and i think we're going to see headsets come that do not require um, Facebook and have better terms of service than, than Facebook is going to to put out. And I think we're going to be able to tell pretty quick uh, with how fast those headsets grow or not. Right, you know, right. I, I, I see a lot of people all the time that are like, nope, I will not buy a Quest because of Facebook. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have had I not been in the situation um, where, like, I feel like I need to try all these things and do all these things. And, and the Quest 2 is great. It's an awesome headset. And it makes me want to cry all the time that I'm, <laughs> I'm selling my soul and my bio data for this. And like I said, if I could pay the full price and opt out of the data collection, I absolutely would. So please, competition, we need you. Come on, everyone. Come on in. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I really, really want to, yeah, to highlight that price again. So I understand we're all spoiled by this $299 from Facebook, right? But they have put so much money into that. And can we appreciate that a small company from France, from nothing, from zero, created a device that could compete on specs with the Quest 2 and even put something more on the table, perfect color pass-through, and has a price of $499? Come on, please. Can we appreciate that this is an amazing price and that if anyone who cares about that whole data collection and privacy concerns of Facebook now has an option to support that with only, only $499 mm -hmm. and gets a device that is really like yeah, cutting edge for AR? Yeah, I wouldn't, think it's going agree? to be a lot easier now to skew people who are on the edge. Mm, should I get a VR set? Should I not get a VR set? Yes, it's cheap, but I need to give my data. Now we hopefully will get a headset that you won't have to compromise with. Low price, but data, no data, but a very high price. We might get a very reasonably priced headset that does not ask for you to sacrifice like your personal data and bio data and that is amazing and that could be a win absolutely and just think about it like the um, the htc um vive focus 3 is a very nice standalone headset that absolutely can compete with the, with the with the quest 2 but it's one thousand four hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> come on and this device it even has color air pass through and so many more options and it's going to set you back $499. Come on, think about it. This price is crazy. I so, don't know if, yeah. if you can remember, Sebastian, and well, everybody on the show, actually, if when the Quest, before the Quest was actually announced, we knew it was coming out and we, people were guessing at the price of <laughs> yeah, that product. Right. Everybody was guessing like $600, $700 exactly, because yeah. there was no expectation back then of what this, these kinds of devices should cost. Now, 
unfortunately, Facebook have subsidized it to such an extent that there is a level of expectation that these should only be three, four hundred dollars. Um, and that's not true. That's not what these things cost. The fact that links have got this down to 499, I think you're absolutely right. It is incredible that they've got it down to that 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 price. So um yeah, I'm all for supporting links. I uh, and I am very <laughs> I'm very tempted. You know, it's finances again, isn't it? This is still money that I've got to find to support them. And I I want to support them. And I'm very interested in this product primarily for the AR aspect of it, uh, if truth be told. Um, so I, I fully back links um, as much as I can. I still think it's a tough ask to to go up against the Quest 2. And that's just it my is. opinion, but it is. it's just a tough thing. It is absolutely so. I can't wait to look through the device and uh, yeah, tell you what I think about it, and uh, yeah, just just give you my honest opinions. Even of course, obviously, I I like the the thought of this, but I will tell you my honest opinions when I look through this headset. And uh, Stan, you're probably here right now watching this. Get Gary from the UK to Paris. Get me to Paris. Let's meet there, Gary, and let's yep. tell people what we think about it. I think that would be the best option. So, Stan, Absolutely. get in touch with me and Gary, and uh, yeah, let's make this happen. Uh, of course, it would also be great to to meet Tatiana and Skiva there, right? So, if you have some, if you have some more <laughs> budget to bring to, to bring to bring more people, that would be that would be really great. I'll hop on a plane tomorrow. Let's do this. Yep. Okay. No Stan, you know what to do. <laughs> you know <laughs> what to do next. Yeah, right. So this is Lynx and the upcoming Kickstarter that obviously I will cover here on MRTV and that we're going to talk about here in the Next Dimension podcast. And here we got it. Lynx says, you're all invited. So let's just do this. And we have it here, black on white. And uh, wow, we could probably see all these four people together in Paris and probably we would have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> most probably, most probably. Stan, make it happen. All right, cool. That is that is links and that's the Kickstarter that is going to happen in this month, actually at the end of this month and you're going to hear from it here on MRTV and in the Next Dimension podcast. All right, now we're going to talk about Facebook <laughs> and Ray-Ban. And we're going to talk about these here. These are the Facebook and Ray-Ban Stories glasses. And I'm not exactly sure if I should call them smart glasses because they are not so smart, right? So these are Ray-Bans. They have different, they have three different kinds of of them and well they do look like the typical ray-bans they are wayfarers and I, I personally do like these sunglasses a lot but they are not just the normal sunglasses they also have two cameras here here and also they have audio and what you can do with those you can connect them to your phone and you will need to download Facebook app, a special Facebook view app it is called. And with this Facebook view app, you can communicate with with this uh, with these glasses. And um, there's also like 
um, a button here at the temple, and when you click on it, you can record video and you can record and you can take pictures. And if you want to record videos, you're going to record 30 seconds at most videos, and these will be. Yeah, we'll send to your phone, and then on your phone, you can share them to TikTok. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And also some other apps that you want to share your 30 seconds videos with. And mm -hmm. the whole thing is going to set you back $300. All right, these are the... No, the yeah, the Ray-Ban stories, and I would like to ask you, oh, what is your opinion on these, Skiva? Oh boy, me first, huh? <laughs> yeah, you no. first. Come on, give it to us. Me, to me, this is like having giving Mark Zuckerberg a piggyback ride, like all the time, where he gets to like come in your house with your family, he gets to like drive around with you, he gets to go around and see what you're looking at at different stores, and like. Like this is literally like having Mark Zuckerberg on my back with me all the time. And I am so not comfortable with that. If this were by any other company, I would be, well, you know, any other company with a decent terms of service uh, and privacy, I would, I would be on it in a minute, but I, I, I would be so paranoid all the time. I would always feel like I was being watched. I just, I can't, I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. This is, this is not for me. Uh, this is this is taking biodata biodata theft unit to a whole different whole different level, and um, for me, it's a it's a total no go. Okay, very clear, very clear um, mm -hmm. opinion here of Skiva. What are your thoughts, um, Tiziana? You want to you want to talk about it, right? Um, well, there are definitely concerns with that. I don't think that there can not be when we talk about Facebook, right? But it's definitely not an AR headset. It's not AR glasses. They don't even have those lenses or display. Like they're just regular lenses. So you can buy them with prescription. You can buy them like shades and they're cameras. Um, I think that just keeping it this simple to a simple level, like you take videos, you take pictures and you listen to audio is a really smart strategy on their part to ease people down into the idea of wearing these devices on your eyes. Because if they immediately came up with something super smart, AR, you can see the augmented reality and, and these just, just regular shades, a lot of people would get, um, well, intimidated by that. And it would still be targeted towards a very small niche that are into AR technologies. I think they are targeting um, all people because they partnering with Ray-Ban. They are, you know, people know Ray-Ban. They know their designs. It just feels more safe because this is something very familiar. They are literally easing people down into something this advanced by including still very few features, camera recording, taking pictures, and audio it seems really harmless, right? So maybe a strategy is to attract more people who have would never even think about getting something because $300 is kind of a, I don't know, a, for some people, it could be a typical price tag for sunglasses from Ray-Ban or from other like big names. This is not like... <laughs> You're right, <laughs> yeah. This is for $100, $200, $300, and you get to take pictures. Hmm, maybe, you know, I can see people buying them even if they would never think that they wanted an AR glasses because they are not 
And I did order a pair because I can, because I'm in the US. That doesn't mean I'm going to be wearing it at home, in the car and everywhere. I just want to see what it's like and what it offers. I don't expect I'll be using it on a regular basis, but I want to experience it. I want to see what they're offering because I'm sure 100% this is an intermediate stage to something much bigger that they will create. Okay. Okay. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Easing them into into this whole idea of like wearing cameras all time when you're interacting with other people, probably that's mm -hmm. a good strategy, right? Even with a with a nice form factor that we are all used to. I yeah. uh, also own these Wayfarers glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that might be a smart move. What are your thoughts, Gary? Um, yeah, I completely agree with Tatiana on that last point, honestly. I think it's a way of normalizing the technology. Honestly, I've got almost zero interest in this generation of what they are doing here. Um, I won't be picking these up, um, but I, I can understand why they are doing it in, in this step. What I wanted with this announcement, because we knew this was not like the, the Project Aria, which is their, their AR project. We knew it wasn't that. We knew it was them doing a smart glasses thing originally, but I was sort of half hoping we would still get some kind of like visual uh, sort of notification-based stuff that you might be able to get just in the corner, not not AR. I wanted something like that just to separate it a little bit from these Snap spectacles. Um, but we didn't get that, and this is more or less what Snap are doing with their spectacles, um, which is fine. And again, I, I agree with Tatiana. It's the, it's the normalizing of this technology to get people to just get used to wearing these things anyway. The The interesting thing about this was that, that extended announcement where there was um, Mark Zuckerberg and the guy from Ray-Ban as well. They were both sort of talking about this product and Mark Zuckerberg explicitly said this is the first step on a journey to true AR glasses where you can sit down with somebody, play chess with somebody 3,000 miles away. That that is a level of candid that we don't get from other companies because this he is directly saying, basically, this, these are good, but this is just a first step. You need to look to what these mean to the future. We don't hear Tim Cook saying that kind of stuff. Tim Cook has said that he believes in AR, and AR is the future of, of Apple products, but he doesn't explicitly say that they are working on AR glasses and that we are going to get AR glasses from Apple, even though we know from all the rumors, all the acquisitions, that they are definitely working in that direction. Tim Cook will never say that. So this level of candidness from Mark Zuckerberg is actually quite encouraging to me. And I, I loved what he was talking there about AR, um, separating that entirely from what Skeever's first point was with the privacy and data and having Mark Zuckerberg riding on your back, which is, of course, a big concern as well. Yeah, right, right. So I must say I was completely wrong with my prediction for, for these glasses. I thought these would be some stylish glasses, and they are. Okay, for this I was right. But I was also thinking they would give us some basic functionality, something more in terms of, okay, you, you can have some notifications that are put into your field of view. It would somehow give you some, some very um, yeah, light information, like Google Maps, like, okay, now turn left, turn right, right? Something, something like this. And in my opinion, this would have been more interesting, at least for me, probably for others, this is exactly the right thing to, to have, right? So, I, mean, I mean, we're living in these, in these times where our attention spans are not longer than 30 seconds, and that's why TikTok is so amazing and so going through the roof, right? 
And probably this is exactly the right thing for it. But I, yeah, I personally was wrong with that. I, I, I thought we would, get, would get something more AR already, but probably we would not get this kind of form factor if it was, if it was like that. And then also I thought probably they would introduce this kind of AR functionality even without cameras. I thought like they would um, stay away from cameras because, well, we know that the Google project has completely failed. Like when it came out in 2013, it was like the, those Google AR headsets, right? And people who were using them at this time and like like filming people, they were called glass holes. <laughs> right yeah. for yeah. for running around in the public and and taking videos with 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 their heads with their headsets and people were not sure are am I being filmed right now mm -hmm. and i honestly i'm really surprised about this because this is this is um these are glasses that only have this functionality of taking videos of people and probably those people won't even be aware of it. I must. I'm. I'm here. I'm totally with Skiva here again, and I, I'm. I, I won't feel comfortable. I mean, not even not wearing them. But if some of my folks or somebody that I meet in public is wearing them, and I see, hey, these are the Ray-Ban stories, I wouldn't feel the same anymore. They've I got wouldn't. That little tiny LED that I is want, barely visible. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to talk about this one. I want to talk about this one. So um, okay, they they come with these with these um, Ray Ban stories, and I'm aware of it, and I won't behave the same as before. I wouldn't feel comfortable talking with that person or interacting with the person because I'm not sure: am I being recorded right now? Is this going to be a funny TikTok or a story or whatever? So this is already strange. And then about this LED, right? There is this LED which will which will light white it's not even red it is not even red right so so this was obviously like a decision a decision that was taken by facebook okay do we make this red or do we make this white and no they didn't make it red i mean red is more like okay be careful i'm recording right now but white come on especially if you are out in the it's a sunny a sunshiny day I don't think it's going to be so obvious. And then, then there is uh, these terms and conditions which say like, okay, if you tamper with this LED, so obviously you will be able to tamper with this LED, right? And, and I don't know, like put some uh, electro tape over it or somehow make it not visible or, or to completely destroy it. In, the, in Facebook said, if you tamper with this LED, it is going to be against our terms and conditions. Oh, oh, it's going to be against your terms and conditions if you tamper with this LED. Oh my, are you freaking kidding me? Of course people will do that. Of course people will disable that LED or like, like put some tape over it or whatever. And of course people will take videos with that in situations that are, that, that are not comfortable. I don't know. At the beach, yeah, well, <laughs> at, at the at some changing room or uh, like doing some funny things or like talking with some stranger and asking him some some strange questions while in these 30 seconds everything is going to happen all the things that facebook doesn't want are definitely going to happen and we're going to watch them on tiktok and on whatever platform there is and it's not going to be the best example of what 
AR will be able to offer to us. In mm -hmm. my opinion, this is going to be some kind of glass hole 2.0 glass hole 2.0 situation that we are running into here. So that is bad, first of all. And then secondly, for me personally, I'm so bored by this product. I'm yeah. really, really bored. It's, it's not like, okay, Sebastian is anti-Facebook in general, and that's it. No, it's not that it. And I said it on my Twitter like a few days ago, I will buy this and I will show it to everyone. And I was kind of excited about this. But honestly, right now, I'm not excited about this product. Zero, because it doesn't give me what I want. It doesn't give me any AR functionality. And uh, being able to record somebody um, in, in stealth mode is not so cool. So, okay, I can now take videos with my two hands free when I play golf or whatever. That is not an interesting use case. I think the use case is to make to take some stealth videos of some kind of situations that are probably going to be big on, on TikTok or whatever. But that's it. So I must tell oh, you, weird. I'm really I'm weird. really bored. I'm bored by this. And this coming from Facebook, with all the negative implications to privacy, to your own privacy, and now even to other to other people's privacy. Are you freaking kidding me? This is terrible. To me, it, it almost seemed like they were in a boardroom one day and they're like, look, we have an idea. We're going to spy on everyone and we're going to make them pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to even send them the glasses, but we're going to have them pay for the tech. They're going to wear it. They're going to send us the videos. They're going to send us the <laughs> locations, who they're talking to, what they're doing, what they're looking at, what products they like, and why. I don't know. They'll, they just will. They'll just do this. So let's 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 give it a shot. So it's very strange. It's a very strange product to me. No, they had good points. I I agree with all your points, Sebastian. And I just think that it was only the matter of time uh, before we saw glasses with cameras. And I mean, we've seen them already. But I just don't think that that would stop. Sooner or later, we would have gotten them it, would i prefer them to not be from facebook yes but this is what we get i just think that there is no escape from this this is the kind of technology that would come eventually and either in the form of just shades or as ar glasses like ar glasses would have cameras as well so we would be with the same issues we would be facing the same problems here but maybe with a different company that's yeah, not as questionable probably, in some of their decisions right and probably with a red led <laughs> I didn't know actually it's white. I was reading it's the white. article. It, did, it didn't say the color. I assumed yeah. it was red. So you said it's white. It's new. It's news to me. It's white. This is MRTV. You're getting the it stuff. <laughs> it did show white on that video. Yeah, it is it white. Did, it did show white. Yeah, it's, I guess yeah. I didn't notice. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it's. I, I agree with your point though, Sebastian. It's a. It's boring, and <laughs> it, it is a boring product to me because they're doing basically a little bit more than what Snap are currently doing with their spectacles right. from two, three years ago. Really, they've got this little bit of extra functionality because they've got like the Facebook Assistant included, um, you know, the, this higher end audio and that kind of stuff. So I guess it's got some value from that point of view. Mm -hmm. But Doesn't I think that was the me. point. Like, I really think that that exactly was the point, making it simple. 
adding functions that people are using every day already and then putting them in this nice packaging of something that's easier, it's more accessible, it looks stylish because it's Ray-Ban, so anyone can use it instead of targeting people who are already into AR because yeah, makes sense. You know, people you. wouldn't be buying if it was too complicated, right. if it had all this AR function. I think that was exactly the point to make it boring like you said yeah. but no, more you're absolutely, approachable you're right you're right you're, Tatiana. you're absolutely you're right, absolutely right. Yeah. um it doesn't stop me from being bored <laughs> yeah right can't blame you <laughs> but you know actually if if this had some other functionalities like um taking longer videos or probably directly live streaming i would even think it's for me something interesting to wear when i'm on a, on an event like ces like if i run around ces and i could like live stream from that it kind of probably would be would give me personally some value out of it and probably I would really use it right but but like it is right now with that 30 seconds uh, for me personally it doesn't give me so much value probably it will give value to all these tiktokers who are who are doing these funny videos and it's going to be amazing for them but for me personally no right and uh, yeah I just see I just see all these negative implications uh, that others are not going to see at why, all. Why is, it, why is it that this works with TikTok? Why doesn't this go directly to Facebook? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Especially you with can, yeah, being you a can also you can you can also share this to Facebook. I'm sure you can. It yeah. wouldn't make sense. You can share this to to different kind of applications. TikTok just being uh, one of the obvious ones, right? Because they do have this um, 60 seconds, I think, maximum. Mm. So mm -hmm. so so that would make sense. Right, right, but um, yeah, well, I, I'm, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not excited about it. So, um, but Tatiana, you said like, okay, it's 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 gonna come anyways, right? So so whatever. And you didn't say whatever, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but I but I mean like, don't I don't put you, words in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. But but the thing is, I think the, the other companies could do it differently yes i, 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 I just see i and just see will. right for exactly for example i i could see people being more eased into ar with 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 some cool glasses that probably would have a lidar scanner a, a lidar camera that doesn't take videos of people right mm -hmm. and that could still give you that kind of augmentation to to what now, you see well what i hope will happen is that um all these limitations and like uh, reasons for concern will become obvious enough first for users and second for other companies who would be working on competitors and then since everybody knows about the issues with privacy and that literally any other company would probably do it <laughs> would be more trustworthy in that matter that gives a little bit of an upper hand for other um, um, developers who would create something by learning on the concerns and learning maybe all the feedback that we will get from the users. I'm so curious to see this feedback. Like I want to see whether like regular users who have nothing to do with AR or VR, they've never been into it. Are they actually going to buy it and just introduce this new device into their wardrobe, just like an extension of their phone? I, mm -hmm. I want to see it because I feel like they are literally just targeting people who might not even be into tech. Could because be. anybody anybody owns a cell phone, so could be. Well, I can I can just tell you about the yeah well the feeling that I personally got uh, for this in Germany. It's not going to fly, <laughs> not at all. So probably I could wear this in my circle of friends who know me, 
Uh, and they would ask, yeah, what is this? Okay, yeah, it's a new gadget. Huh? I can take videos. Haha. <laughs> but as soon as others who are not my friends and who don't know me would see me with this in the German public, yeah, they, they would not want to see me wear this and not be sure, do I take a video of them right now or not? They would feel uncomfortable and they will not allow me to go into a club with this or, I don't know, to go to the beach with this. Yeah, or, or something like this in Germany or probably in whole Europe. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that this product cannot fly in Germany at least. Uh, but uh, you're more aware of uh, things. How are things in the US, Giva? Is People don't care about this? How was it with the glass hole? With the, it was different. People don't, didn't like it as well, right? Yeah, I mean, people are people since since that whole thing. I think people have been more and more desensitized towards their own privacy and and just going. Well, it's just not a thing anymore. So I'm just going to be used to it and be done with it. So you oh, know, I'd hate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I almost envy um, you know you living in a country that that wants to protect your rights and yeah, your right. values and what it is that makes you you. You know, I mean, right. I think that's great for for a government to actually care like that. Now they don't. I, I don't know. I I just I I personally, um, if I was talking to someone and they were wearing those glasses, I'd be like, "Yo, take those off, and I'll talk to you." You know. But at Agreed. the same time, I think they specifically made these to look like Ray Bans and to make them really not obvious that there's cameras in there to begin with. I mean, you're never looking at someone's glasses to see if they're wearing little cameras in there, right? So right. I feel like right but off you can, the bat, you, they are, they are, but they are kind of obvious. I mean, right? They look what, like just normal design. Actually, they are not. Actually, like they are not. Okay, the design, you're right. The, the, yeah, it doesn't you do look see like those. a camera to me. Okay. You know? yep. If you, oh, you're right. If you don't, yeah, you're right. If you don't, if we will know that, but um, the normal people, they will have no idea. I agree with you. I've seen I've seen a lot of glasses that have little designs like that with little circles in the corners and and I feel like these are right off the bat designed to be deceiving and like you said they didn't even include a red LED to let you know that it's recording it's white this has deceit written all over it and you're right really me, this is really so obvious right deceit yeah. the deceit white yeah so I don't know. I don't know how other people are really going to think about this, but, but well, I'll I'm have it. But not really, Gary, is it like this? Why not red, Gary? No, tell no, me. I, I agree. Style. I, I style. Can, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Tatiana. Yeah, I don't know anything about style anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. It's got to be. I mean, maybe, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You keep going. I, I just I get. No, like, I've not because I didn't even know it was. I didn't. I didn't pay attention. I did see on the video that it was white, but I didn't even. That didn't even click register with me. I didn't. That is didn't why MRTV yeah. exists to tell the people about exactly. this, this detail. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they could justify it by just saying red looks aggressive, draws too much attention. Doesn't yeah, it go should, with right? You're being recorded here. It should draw attention. I agree. I agree. But I also think. I mean, that's such a simple thing to change, but I don't think they will. No, that's because it's it's made to deceive people mm -hmm. yeah no it's really not. really it, it, is it is really made for that yeah it's not like a small company that you can give their feedback and they and they change it in the new next update or something like i think it's going to stay that way i don't think that they will change it so yeah, yeah. that's not good news <laughs> no. i'm also not i just found out i i'm not excited about that either but it's such a small thing some might think like it, it's not important but it is yeah Tatiana, it, you can tell different. people in your video 
You're going to buy them. You're going to make a video. You can tell I them will. about this, right? I tell will them. make please, a video. There will please be tell unboxing. them. I definitely will test it. But I mean, there will be unboxing. I will be testing it. I will use it, but I already know I'm not going to be using it constantly. Yeah. Like this is not the product I I want or need, but I do want to test it out and see what it's like because I have never tried anything like that before. Like I've never yeah. tried even like simple AR previous versions of like AR glasses right. and stuff. So this is something I, yeah. But the I'm thing is for. that this having a white LED when it's filming, that's even an advantage to the people who want to take those those secret videos, right? So that's even like a, an advertisement for them. Well, if they really want to, they like you said, they can go in and disable them somehow. Yeah, I'm they sure they'll find a way. Yeah, you can just, yeah, just use a black marker and paint over it. It's already going to do the, the trick. Yeah, black marker. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be bad. Wouldn't it be nicer like if at least like the whole like glass thing like lit up somehow? Like if it was just even if it's just one dot and it's red, it's just one tiny little dot. And you're recording. You're yeah. like violating someone's privacy. Oh, we're going moment. to see lots of interesting videos coming out of this. And I'm sure this is not going to be great advertisement for AR. I really believe that this is going to do a disadvantage, a, a disservice to AR. That this is going to like, uh, yeah, hurt the, hurt the reputation. We will see creepy videos come out of this. And as much Facebook says, oh, we don't want this, it's going to happen. Yeah. So that sucks. This we isn't, can this see isn't a product for the it. people, I don't think. This is a product for Facebook to collect data. This has to connect to your smartphone for a reason. Like it needs to send the data through there. It needs to tell, you know, it needs it needs to link up what you're doing with where you were and who you were with. I mean, this is a product for Facebook. This doesn't have this has way more advantage to them as a company than it does to us as consumers, in my opinion. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. Just um one final point, um, just to go back. The announcement, when they had that video, I don't know if everybody watched that video with Mark Zuckerberg and the, the guy from Ray-Ban, but when it, it's it's an odd thing, I think, that, that that announcement was odd because this is how they are presenting this, this device to a mainstream audience. This is a pair of glasses that has this functionality. Perf and glasses? It, sorry? Perf glasses? What, pair what? of glasses, sorry. Pair oh, of yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. perf glasses, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's <laughs> pair of glasses. Perf uh, glasses. But they, they have this, this functionality. But then he's talking. It's almost like he's making excuses for this announcement because don't worry about how unfunctional these glasses are because we've got AR in the works. And he, he mentioned AR at several points in that in that presentation and that was just really odd to me that's not a normal announcement you don't generally talk about future products to justify the one that you're you're announcing at that moment in time it was just interesting um yeah i just wanted to bring that up really right right wow interesting really interesting and yeah i can't wait to see how it's going to turn out also on YouTube. Is this going to be hyped as well? <laughs> just as a question. Well, I'm not we'll being see. sponsored by Facebook or Ray-Ban. Yeah, no, I'm looking, forward. I'm I'm looking gonna... forward to your, I'm looking forward to your video, really. I'm really looking forward to it. Because I, I know that you, you just bought it by yourself and you're going to give us your, your honest opinions, obviously. When, when yes. do you get them, Tatiana? When do you get the glasses? I will get them next week, right before the next 
Next Dimension podcast. <laughs> next Next Dimension Sorry. podcast. <laughs> next Square. And I <laughs> might give my first impressions if I if I get the time to like, because I do want to do the simple like a simple unboxing video as well. So um, yeah, I will try to to get my first impressions exclusively. Wow. The Next Dimension podcast. Wow, that would be that would be amazing. And well, I think it's a perfect time now to uh, to end today's episode. We are already like two hours and twenty five minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but it it has been so great to to talk with all of you, to catch up with Skiva and Tatiana and Gary, and talk about these exciting topics. And I can't wait for next week, <laughs> Tatiana. I can't wait <laughs> to hear about your first impressions. I'll be there. <laughs> the the pair of perf glasses. <laughs> the pair of glasses. <laughs> The pair of perf glasses. Of, the pair of perf glasses from and Facebook. And that's the thumbnail right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Great. Yeah, so thank you everyone for watching Season 2, Episode 7 of the Next Dimension Podcast. Again, thanks to Skiva to be part of this. Thanks so much. It was amazing man. to thank catch you. up with you. And, I love yeah. the show and, and I really, it's super awesome to be here. I'm a big fan of everyone on the show, like I said before, and Thanks, I'm just man. stoked, stoked to be here. Um, and and I feel like I couldn't believe it when you said it was two and a half hours. I was like, oh, what have we been going like ten yeah, minutes now? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's always the same. If you are talking about a topic with nice people about the topic that you care about, like obviously we all do. Wow. Time goes so fast. Yeah, for all of you out there who enjoy this podcast, probably you do, give it a thumbs up. And if you have not yet given it a review, wow, that would be so amazing if you could now, yeah, give us two minutes of your time. Get out your iPad or iPhone, open the podcast app, find the Next Dimension podcast, and give us a review. That would be really the best way to say thank you to us, to say thank you that we actually talk about also controversial topics. Like, yeah, the privacy things, right? Without being sponsored by Facebook or any other company. If you enjoy that, absolutely do give us that five-star review. That would be the absolute best way to thank us for that. Other than that, we're looking forward to see and hear you in the next episode next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. See ya.